0: is wildly wrong in this. Oh, yeah. I thought thought that the judge was Frank Thring, but of course he's not. He's Noel Ferrier, who... It's really weird. I've seen him in a couple of things. He was in Year of Living Dangerously. He's almost like a straight Frank Thring. I mean, straight, not necessarily as in straight or gay, but straight as in not wildly over the top uh-huh, uh-huh. can be like Frank Thring was and i swore that one of the guys was a young jeffrey rush
1: how about we introduce the podcast and we talk about that
0: that sounds good
1: uh-huh all right no worries at all.
0: i will so welcome to podsploitation the ausploitation podcast i'm callum i'm daria and
2: i'm november And we are hitting the summer of Alvin. Oh, God. Over this and... And God have mercy on our souls. (laughs) (laughs) Over this and January and February's episodes, we'll be tackling the three films of the Alvin Purple Three Colours Purple.
0: Three Colours Purple. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: Well... It's a duology and one
0: pimple on the buttock kind of tacked on last. Oh, by and that's all a girls. bad
1: analogy with a movie with this much nudity. Oh, no, I think
0: it's completely understandable that you'd have a pimply buttock in this because there are a lot of pimply buttocks in this movie and probably in the other two too. Well, not like pimply up close, just pimply as in that generic thing of pimply buttocks. <laughs> unattractive what? male buttocks.
1: Oh, okay, right. I, I didn't realise those two things were interchangeable. No, I thought pimply yeah, I bottom pi- had literal pimples on it. Yeah, well, no, I thought
0: that's it, what it meant. Yeah, no, yeah no, it, but it's more of a kind of a general, did you uh, anyway, yes, never mind. It's...
1: Okay, <laughs> off to a flying star. Okay, <laughs> oh, as anyone who has ever listened to this knows we shit at explaining the film, so I'm just going to read out these few short sentences from Wikipedia. Sounds good. Instead of us trying to dissect this for half an hour and still not getting past the second scene. Alvin Purple is a sex farce which follows the misadventures of a naive young Melbourne man, Alvin Purple, whom women find irresistible.
0: Whom? Whom.
1: Working in door-to-door sales, Alvin, unsuccessfully, tries to resist legions of women who want him. Alvin is so worn out he seeks psychiatric help to solve his problems. His psychiatrist is, of course, a woman. Alvin ultimately falls in love with the one girl who does not throw herself at him. She becomes a nun and Alvin ends up a gardener in the convent's gardens.
0: Jesus, they're really good at that, aren't they? <laughs> they're way
2: better, oh, yeah, well, no, yeah, they're uh, way better at that way better at that than we are. Though it does yes, kind of are. make it sound like it's the <coughs> psychiatrist who becomes the nun.
1: It does, yes.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah.
1: And
0: the other thing as well, and I saw this a couple of times, is describing Alvin as a waterbed salesman. And this is one of the things that really strikes me about this kind of movie is you can't really describe him as anything. It's a little bit like saying, you know, stalk a university student or something because it's like it's a little aspect of one point of what he does. He bounces from thing to thing to thing. He's unemployed at the start.
1: It's near the start is his 21st birthday, and he's had more jobs than he's had birthdays by yeah. that stage.
0: And we happen to just see him when he's very briefly given the waterbed salesman so he can play the I've come to clean the pool in the bed sort of gag. I've
1: come to clean the bed pool. The
0: bed pool. And then it moves into something else, so
1: it's really weird
0: to describe him just when, especially when in this sort of thing, you can say a larrikin or. I'm more stuck Aussie on all or the or
1: things that describe this as a sex comedy. I'm like, did anyone laugh at all during this film?
0: I'm sure they must have done in the 70s, wouldn't mm. they? But
1: why did they add canned laughter? We go to the movie, oh everything's God, normal, yes. and then suddenly canned laughter appears.
0: Yes, and I swear it sounds like the default canned laughter from Mash. And if you yeah. ever listen, you yeah. can tell it's the same piece of recorded canned laughter because there's a squeak. In one of the tracks, it's really hard to explain, but there's like a weird little high-pitched gasp in one of the main parts of the candle after they used on Mash. You hear it over and over and over no, and over and over. I have to watch it over next over. time. Mash
1: is on television, yeah. which is probably twenty-seven times a day, yeah, a week, but many,
0: but many. many. Oh yes, MASH it is on one of the. the it is yeah. one of those ones Oops. that just keeps getting played over and over. But yeah, if you listen for that little squeak. But yeah, the candle after was odd. Anyway,
2: okay. So what's let's the trailer? Oops, hang on. That's a... Yeah, I know it's got rude bits in it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh god that music.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm rather accustomed to that music after cutting the trailer. Yeah. yeah,
0: yes. Did we ever work out what that shape is meant to be in the
2: At first I thought it was a keyhole, but I they don't it was have teeth.
0: No. And it goes out with something. He is the
3: two uh, that's the an Yeah, but it's not Here yeah. You see? I
2: don't know, I was going to say, it seems kind of fun-ish, like everyone's... Well, they always seem to be having fun. Even, yeah, they're... Even if the paint did remind me of Santa's bread. Yes! Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Always on good terms with the staff.
4: Oh, Mrs. there are openings everywhere for the right man. Find out what you want to do, and then...
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> the waterbed. In this world, there's no one who can afford to be slack. In fact, oh my god. He spent most of his time on the job. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't remember John St. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that...
3: What's
1: Alvin's secret? The sex pad
2: or whatever. Is that a giant penis in the foreground of that shot. Oh, that's why I didn't have a waterbed for the first one so they could do the... The under, bouncy yeah, springs. from underneath. They yeah. um,
1: completely used to the skydiving
4: scene? Yeah.
0: God. I'm wondering whether or not
1: is creepy, Doctor. Not. Oh dear. That must smell then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Girls in the 70s didn't sweat, even in Australia.
1: A fantastic outfit. Yep.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, no Ferrier. I swear that was trying to be a bit like that giant penis in Clockwork Orange. Mm. More, much
1: more. Yes. And Reaping Minus Yes.
0: Bedroom Mazurka. that was the one that was in the on the poster.
1: It was. I haven't heard of What's Up Doc though.
0: Yeah, no, I can only assume that's not any references to Warner Brothers cartoons.
1: I bloody hope not. Seems safe. Probably. First scene in this movie, does her t-shirt say women should be obscene and not heard? Yes.
0: It does. It does. So
1: why not just have obscene and heard? Like it's still silencing women. You're allowed to do the sex act, but don't speak.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can can see what they're riffing on, but after the riff's done, it doesn't make
0: sense anymore. No. I'm far too white and penis to make any comment on that (laughs) one, so I'll let that slide. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to be an apologist on that one.
1: It starts thing. when Alvin is sixteen. He's being followed by. Well, that's 40 a flashback. Girls.
0: We're already going Nolan on this
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs> I read one uh, review that thought Alvin was supposed to be 16 through the whole movie.
1: So why did he look 35 when he was 16?
2: I guess it just thought sort it of was weird Dawson casting stuff. Yeah. And don't forget, this is also the kind of the
0: start of the real proper porn films out of the States, where you've got actors who are in their mid to late 20s playing school teenagers. cheerleaders and stuff. So that's not going to be or, get, not too much of 90210
1: a... 90210 mm. that had one of the characters in his 40s being at Oh, yeah, there's that,
0: that Simpsons joke where you close in on the guy smiling and it's just all wrinkles all around his eyes. Mm-hmm. Or as TV tropes calls it, Dawson casting. Dawson oh, casting? they
1: do, that's yes. the actual trope. Yeah, right. Uh, I would have yeah. thought there'd be things before Dawson that would
0: claim yeah,
2: the name. Uh, I think this was just easiest to write yeah, Fair on. enough. <laughs> Most
0: socially aware way back when we were there about Dawson's Creek.
1: I have problems with the movie poster. The one with you have the problems f- with the
0: movie poster? I okay, know. This is I don't know to if we've done this before.
1: Yeah, before even getting to the movie. So... There's a couple of different posters for Alvin, but one of them has got a bed and two sets of feet. And my problem isn't just because they're feet. I I
0: remember you mentioning this, and it is actually a little interesting.
1: So it's directly from sex scene that's in the film. The first
0: sex scene, I think. Sex scene. It's the one that plays under the opening credits.
2: Yeah. We're putting sex scene in hand quotes. I don't know why. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Well, and it's a sex scene. Well, yeah, okay, yeah.
0: It's because we see feet, and that's it. And yes, the rest of it's nudity. So yeah, okay, but you're right. It's sorry to me. To me, to me, it's like literally the step up from basically a train going into a tunnel. But yes, you're right. It's a sex scene. Anyway, yeah.
1: Okay, so we have the feet on the bed. But the poster, the woman's feet are much, much smaller.
0: Yeah, significantly smaller.
1: Yeah, I just found that troubling. To
0: the point where they obviously... Daria's
1: looking at us a bit confused.
0: Yeah, it's really strange. I'll see if I can find an image because in the sequence in the film, they're pretty close and I'm guessing it's because they're probably Graham Blundell. it's It's on
1: the Wikipedia page.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. That the, looks
1: like child's feet. It's really yeah, well, gross.
2: Yeah, and the child's feet are enormous grown-up feet. Well, yeah. yeah, I
1: had a discussion with this with Mr. Friend who said maybe they made his feet bigger to indicate that, you know, he's, he's m- well endowed. But the point of Alvin is not that he's well endowed, he's just meant to be any old bloke. Uh, not
0: necessarily. The point about Alvin is he has something. Something But that nobody makes it knows fun. what
1: it is. True. And I think it was just meant to be exceptionally ordinary.
2: Well, this is something that, in this film alone, but also into the second and third, if we can peep ahead slightly, mm. in it goes between him having some almost magnetic magic quality, mm. or he's just that person who many of us know, who, despite not being conventionally attractive, seems to always have people falling all over themselves. But alone. he's
1: not charming, he's not particularly talkative he's, he's he, he doesn't speak much no he's he's bumbling and in fact the main
0: thing that he does is he goes along with it in one of the sequences in this film especially where you could argue it almost dips into an interesting level of satirical commentary on what would it be like if this was a guy not a girl who's stunningly attractive which yeah i think if i'm going to give alan hopgood in particular who wrote this a bit of a pass I believe that's sort of where he was going after he got the initial concept. And then, of course, a lot of the movie was changed. A there's, the there's, lot we'll talk was changed. About, we'll talk about that. But if you're thinking about that thing, it's not that he... And he actually says at one point he doesn't even enjoy it. If you were to suggest that there was anything under the surface of what's just basically a bit of a fun sex romp in the ilk of Carry On and very definitely Benny Hill, he doesn't get anything out of it. He actually confesses to Tina the the chaste love interest. He just goes with it, the way he, he feels he interacts with people.
3: But you must enjoy it.
0: Well, I don't know that I do. It just seems to happen all the time, so so I'll let it.
3: Saves time in the long run.
4: Saves time? What for? I don't know. Alvin, why didn't you stand firm? What? Why didn't you resist women?
3: Mm, I don't know if I have to resist them or they have to resist me. I don't always know who starts it.
4: Well, you could always stop.
3: Mm, It's not that easy.
4: And don't you enjoy it at all?
3: No. Well I suppose if the girl enjoys it I, I sort of
0: feel it hasn't been a complete waste of time. And it's really cool because it's it is one of okay. those things that is a trope and a cliché that can be done very positively and done very negatively of the idea of this is how people make friends. It's normally as the through female sex. through sex. So yeah, he just Okay. Hmm.
1: Have you fucked Braddy? I haven't fucked Braddy.
0: No, 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 no. I'm not. (laughs) Hang on, wait a second. And I'm not suggesting we should hit people with baseball bats either, but we thoroughly enjoy Flash I'm saying the only (laughs) way to make friends. I don't, I'm not saying the only way to make friends is to fuck people.
2: What hit them with baseball bats apparently? Because oh no no no, 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 no The back half of that
0: sentence. No okay right. Sorry. The reason the reason being. <laughs> I don't being understand now,
2: what okay. you're saying. So the point
0: being that you know we've seen horror movies where people get hit with baseball bats. I'm so uh-huh. I'm pointing out that this is a movie trope. That this is a very specific kind of focus. No, the
1: only female he's friends with is the girl he hasn't slept with. Yeah,
0: not just in this. In general. Oh right. The cheerleader who makes all the friends in the American film by basically being the school slut or whatever. No,
1: I don't. I think I just watch too much horror because if you fuck someone, you and die.
0: <laughs> Well, this is true. I mean, yes, that's a separate... Screw you, Joss well. But there is a particular character and a particular story plot that follows on the lines of the character that is seen as the promiscuous character in the film or the story or whatever, it is just their way of making friends or they think they're making friends and it plays out in the film as either they realise that it was never necessary at all and the person that they have the deepest connection with is the person they never have sex with. I think I've just or been
1: watching way too much young adult fiction lately because usually the person who sleeps around gets slut-shamed
0: and that's another thing I was going to say there's a ton of that too you don't that meet they set with them up as... <laughs> but sex is a way of connecting with a person is a character And it's a bit like using rape as a driving force for a female hero to find themselves. It's such a lazy hack piece of nonsense, and it's used again and again and again really poorly. But what I'm trying to say is that it's the way Graham Blundell's character in this seems to be interacting, is that he just accepts that part of forming any connection with another human being at some point involves sex.
1: I didn't get that at all from this.
2: Really? Yeah. I thought
0: that's the subplot of the film.
2: Daria? No, I, d- I didn't either. In fact, you see, to so might little connection for most of the people he has sex with other than having sex with them. But that's yeah. the point,
0: and that's the tragedy of Alvin. That's what I got from the bridge confession. He doesn't even enjoy it. He doesn't do anything for him. He gets something out
1: of it. Like, he gets it's okay if the girl likes Yeah, it.
0: and that's the only thing he gets. I just
1: couldn't stop thinking about reversing gender roles in this movie.
0: And that's what I thought they were maybe trying to do the other way around, because to me especially when you're looking at the porn films of that era and just in general, the woman who you know, pays for the pool clean with sex. I mean, it's, it is. it is a It, it was a cliché of something ridiculous, but the idea being that it's what if it's the guy that has to do it rather than the girl. So so
1: we have this 16-year-old running away from these girls who, actually, there's two schoolgirls fighting near the start of the film and it looks like one of them has got a small tattoo on her leg, which I'd fight. Oh, really? 1973? Yeah, cool. yeah. Hmm. But this wasn't Blu-ray, this was DVD, so I didn't actually check.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Um uh, but not yes. actually a schoolgirl. No, I well, assume not, well,
2: none of them were,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> just a tattoo on girls in 1973 is quite unusual, mm. really. Mm.
2: Which I think is how you get <laughs> rid of some, some stuff by having these near 30-year-olds playing the teenagers. Yeah.
1: But imagine, like, if the story had a girl running away from a pack of marauding boys, mm. went to the school mom's house, she wasn't there, and then school mom's hubby fucks her. Oh, yeah. Like, this is r- yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's then when you have to ask the question, if you give them the credit of what they were trying to achieve, and let's face it, a wacky comedy is a really blunt instrument to try and then deliver a, an important message on gender promiscuity and what is a concept. And I mean, I don't know how much slut-shaming would have been a thing back then
1: I think it's in a concept
0: been a in and of itself, yeah, it. maybe. And that's the thing, it's hard to know.
2: We're still definitely in the era where not wanting sexual attention and getting it anyway is simply hilarious. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, As, yeah. yeah. And it's on the same par as if men are sexually assaulted. That's comedy.
2: Yeah. And in this case, though, doing the adults as children thing does at least give them a bit of unreality around oh. it. So even though it's what it's depicting is horrible, it gives a bit of a disconnect for the audience.
1: I actually mm. looked up how old Graham Lundell was when he made this film. So he, he would have been... been twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah. God, really? Yeah. Yeah, it looks older, but then that was just the time. Really well, this sad. is
0: the other thing too. And well, I like, can I also just take a point and say, with the exception of Graham Blundell, every, every single... Every single man... Hang
1: on, i am got to say it with you because I think I know what you're going to say. Every it's single middle-aged
0: man. man in the early 1970s looks, looks like a, a used, used car, car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the, the party that he's at, because of the clothing and the hairstyles, they all look like mm. greasy used car salesmen. I mean, I we don't that.
2: usually go to the lol people in the past look different. Oh. Because it's so easy, but this is... One of the seventies looking films we've ever covered. It really is.
1: Well, is it? usually you have more sideburns.
2: But I think of everything else though. It's, well, even yeah, number ninety six when we, because when you, you often,
0: I remember when we were watching it with with you, and you were like, oh my god, that dress is fantastic.
1: Oh, I do love the seventies.
0: There's very little kind of t- were actually. T- Album had a pretty
1: funky outfit. He uh, had a really cool jacket.
0: He did. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a hundred percent with Daria on this one. If you were to make People look as 70s as possible, which, as we've discussed previously, when we reference Back to the Future, it's very difficult when you're within the time period to yeah. ham up the time period you're in because you don't know what's going to yeah. carry. Yeah, this looks as 70s as 70s can be. Oh
1: my god, what if the people in Back to the Future actually had a working time machine? <gasps> and that's how they did it. Dun dun dun. No, did.
0: they would have stopped Biff Tannen from becoming American president.
2: That's
1: true. <laughs> hey, Daria, we did mention the 21st birthday Is at. They're singing a version of He's a Golden Jolly Good Fellow that I'd never heard before. how you come across it?
0: No, I'd heard the Twenty One Today song before.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then
4: they add a couple of lines to it. But he's a giant bell, 21
3: today. Hey! I've always impressed on young Elvin the value of a variety of experiences. And as he's had eleven jobs in the past two years, you can't say that he's exactly ignored his father's advice. But I think he's beginning to learn that in today's world, you must specialize in something or you won't get very far. It's your life, Elvin, and this is my last piece of advice to you. There are openings everywhere for the right man. Find out what you want to do and then extend yourself. In this world, there's no one who can afford to be slack.
2: Ah, uh, yes. In your endo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, of course, they don't sing happy birthday because the IP wrangle was in... Four, of course. It? Yeah. Yes. It's been settled. Apparently, at one point, they found out that the people who supposedly owned the copyright didn't own it or didn't own it in the way they thought they did. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still say there should be a subclause that allows the judge to reach down and whop somebody upside the head with a rolled up newspaper and say, stupid...
1: Well, I'm just picturing the lawyer in Liar Liar. Stop breaking the law, (laughs) asshole!
0: (laughs) So, yeah. How cool is it to have somebody who knows all about copyright and everything? I know, it's awesome, hey. (laughs) Fantastic. I mean, one of my favourite little unusual films out of the states uh, the wizard of speed and time they don't actually sing happy birthday they sing a weird version called merry birthday to you
2: oh right yeah yeah and there's loads of he's she's or he's a jolly good fellow stuff yes but
1: do you know what i haven't heard well maybe i have and i've just forgotten but the aussie birthday song is
0: it an aussie birthday song
1: yeah, yeah. Like his name's Callum and he's true blue. He's
2: a piss spot through That's and not a through. birthday song, is it? Oh, yeah. That's just yeah. a drinking song. Oh, I didn't know it's a birthday song either. No, I thought oh, it was just okay. a it was oh. just
0: a Maybe it's just, just all purpose. Yeah, maybe. No, I've only ever known that as a song that people would sing when they wanted somebody to knock back a drink.
1: I've often heard Happy Birthday lead into that.
0: Oh, ah, yeah, no, no, that wouldn't surprise me, actually, yeah, uh, <laughs> that expectation of knocking back a vast amount of alcohol because that's what makes us Aussies. Yes, it
1: is. With that said,
0: not that much actual drinking in this. No, there wasn't, was there? And the other thing I was going to say, this was R-rated when it came out, wasn't it, because yeah. it was like full front of the lady. I don't recall a single swear word. In fact, I think at one point somebody makes a joke I think we about are currently already
1: in this Podcast sworn more than the movie did in the whole. Oh yeah, ninety odd minutes.
0: And apparently I'm a potty mouth, so I apologise for that. <laughs> but yeah, because at one point I think when he's talking to the psychiatrist, she says something that rhymes with fuck. Flux. That's right. The
1: flux. Yes.
0: And Alvin says, "Sorry, what did you say?" And she has to re-emphasise. I said flux. So I'm
1: pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty
0: sure there's not a single swear word. I don't even think there's a shit.
1: I think that's really interesting because so often we have R-rated movies or movies that have got Mm. severe restrictions. Mm. Like we censor sex and not violence Mm. and language, whereas this one's totally okay with sex and doesn't have swearing and doesn't Mm. really have violence.
0: That you see as an extreme when you start looking at video games. So video games can have an R rating. But consensual sex is still two oh, of the three things that get People still associate
1: video games with children. Yeah,
0: but this is the thing. I mentioned before, Yati Croshaw, the uh, Zero punctuation. he actually talks about a scandal called Hot Coffee. Which oh, yeah, in a, this yeah, is the GTA, GTA I know, GTA, oh, GTA San Andreas. This is ah. like the, th- the seventh one, which was actually number three or four. Yep. And, yeah, and there was, like, consensual sex in it. One of the mini games was get sex with people, and it was completely consensual because you would basically think, woo
1: someone. did also use condoms?
0: I possibly, I don't know about that. Uh-huh. But that they, might have been my yeah, imagination. yeah. As he jokes, you know, people who'd let consensual sex in the middle of their policeman murdering simulator. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually really interesting in this instance if you look at the other way. It's like you've got full frontal nudity male and female. Male and female. And a couple of sequences I noticed which, when they were filming, the simulated sex couldn't have had the modesty pouch that guys usually wear because you went straight from disrobing full frontal nudity to actually the simulation of the act in a single shot without cut. So Mm. apparently, yeah, when you're filming a sex scene in a non-pornographic movie where there's actually penetrative sex, you wear a weird Yeah, it's like a sock
1: that's stuck to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: basically. And it allows for what looks to be naked buttocks without actual any sort of risk. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think one in particular, one of the towards the end when they're showing the various shots of the sex that he engages in as, as a sex therapist... Yeah, it it goes from one to the other. So it was all
2: buts.
1: yeah,
0: and yet yeah, no swear words.
1: <laughs> it was certainly all but. There were a lot of buts
0: in no this movie. Yeah, and
2: in, in the contemporary making of thing, Graham Blundell's talking about how he trained himself not to have erections. Oh god, oh, oh god poor guy. <laughs> the, the best...
1: How did he do that? Michael Thatcher naked on a cold day. <laughs>
2: Where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the opposite. He'd like he said he wandered around his house naked, thinking of dirty things to sort of like... Oh, um, de... Desensitise.
1: Desensitise,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, kind of a bit like immersion therapy, I guess. Yeah, oh. right.
0: I will also dial back just what I said before about how I don't think there's any drinking. There is drinking because obviously there's champagne during the sex scenes and there's parties and stuff. But there's none of that stalk level Aussie blokes Just
1: knocking knocking back knocking back Yeah
0: beer after beer after beer after beer after beer. beer beer, Because it's not that kind of a thing. And no vomiting, which I'm sure you were very happy
2: about. Always. Mm. (laughs) Always happy to not have vomiting. (laughs) Yep, agreed.
0: Yes. Oh dear, the second Barry McKenzie's gonna be fun when it turns up. (sighs)
2: Yay. Anyway.
1: So the music.
0: Weirdly changeable.
1: I think Brian Cadd made this film.
2: Oh, yeah. And.
1: He's the best thing about this movie.
2: And there's but a fun What is with war. that
1: off brand Yakadi yeah, sax mixed with a car horn that's license free?
2: Yeah. They use a couple of times.
0: As November yeah. said, it was damn close to Plugs music and it kept coming yeah. Yeah. up. Yeah.
2: And in fact, I think it actually pops up when he's been chased by hordes of women, doesn't it? It is. Yes, it does. It's yes. so Benny Hill.
0: And this was actually. Because I was going to talk about that as well. So we were talking about the idea of that gender swap. You know, it's the guy that's got all of the magnetic power. But the fact is it's already been done by Benny Hill. Benny Hill's already had, you know, the unwanting advance being chased by hordes of women. And they did it in Monty Python and the Meaning of Life as well. I don't
1: remember Benny Hill that well. I thought he was often chasing women. No, he was being chased. He
0: was being chased. They but used to were be-
1: they attractive women like they were in this?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, a okay. bit like Paul Hogan's TV show as well. All the women were very, very attractive and the encounters were all about, you know, misinterpreting boobs and everything. And he I read
1: thought... a review of this. It was of someone complaining that they couldn't find Australian actresses with nice faces. I didn't know what he was talking about. I, mm,
0: yeah, that's really harsh because I'm going to say that I would say the faces, that they're, they're all very attractive in that. <sighs>
1: oh, I don't think I should have said this because this is going to go downhill fast.
0: I can see someone who is used to the American symmetrical ah. Hollywood
1: All right, beauty. Callum, I get you and well said. Being
0: a bit surprised by the kind of people in this film, but I found all of the, the women attractive in their way, and I think it's just that you expect that you know, I'm sort of simulating kind of grid patterns of the eyes yeah. must be X amount of size and sort of shape across whatever. And,
1: and speaking of attractive, Abigail had billing in this film. We had Abigail. Was she in it? Thirty seconds.
0: I say that's a very
3: nice see-through I'm getting.
1: Oh, I didn't think anyone would notice. I've been wearing it for days and nobody said
3: a thing. And that's a very nice pair of breasts you're wearing too. Oh, do you like them? I should say I do. Very well uh, moulded. Thank you. I find them very disturbing, very um, provoking.
0: Provoking? What way?
3: It wasn't like that at all, was it? No. Gee, you've got nice tits. <laughs>
1: She got to slap Graham Blundell after he told her she had nice tits. Yes.
2: I think she might be the only actor besides Graham Blundell who's in all three movies, too.
1: Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. Sorry. Does she have a bigger okay. role in the next two? Because I haven't seen them yet.
2: The second's the ones I've seen the least of at this point. I know it's significantly bigger in the third. Uh-huh. No, so go Speaking of that scene on the tram with Abigail, that... This goes back to what we talked about earlier. This is almost from a different movie. His approach to things, his issues, are kind of different. To where they're not going mm. at this point, he is worrying about his own intrusive thoughts, and yes, he's fantasizing. In inverted commas because. He may not be doing deliberately of ripping off the other passengers' shirts or mm. talking to the Abigail passenger about her breasts and exchanging ideas with her about them. And he's having a voiceover to us about how these thoughts are bad for him, and if he ever acted on them, he'd be
1: in the can, mm. like mm. The police the care can. about sexual predators. Anyway, and in fact, it's interesting because sorry, I, did you finish that thought
2: oh, before I dropped it? Yeah, but that's kind of a difference because this does lead him to the psychiatrist, which is most of the story of the film. Mm. Yeah. But at that point, he doesn't have the women are irresistibly attracted to me thing. It's more the I can't get them out of my head thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as though the later line with Tina of the is it me resisting them or them resisting me is kind of designed to paper over that. Mm.
0: Yeah. Because without the flashback, you could almost say this is a magical movie thing where the minute he decides he's going to go celibate. Is when for the sexless it 70s. For the sexless 70s. And then, you know, the joke being that Lynette Curran, the first of the two sugar girls, who we thought were, were the, same the same person. Actress. How did That's... you
1: go with that? Because we had the neighbour yeah, comes cup... for a cup of sugar and then neighbour comes for a cup of sugar and we couldn't work out what was going on because they looked exactly the same to me.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah, I thought they were the same person too. Yeah, sorry, yeah.
0: Jackie and Lynette. Yeah. But obviously back then they were just going with the effective blonde. But, yeah, and it could almost have had... Here's the wackiness of the minute he decides he doesn't want it, it now is being delivered to him mm. in droves. I mean, there's, God, there's comedy TV shows where subplots of people who put on wedding rings immediately becoming attractive and yeah. things like that. So, so
1: at the start, he didn't want to think about sex, but it was just constantly being shoved in your face. Mm.
0: Well, I guess the flashback is meant to suggest to us, he's so tired of it by now. Mm. And I guess we have, which may or may not be explored in the sequels, we haven't seen them yet, that... Between school and when we see him on the tram, he's just had a decade or two of all the sex that he gets nothing out of.
2: But the intrusive thoughts scene pretty much disappears after the tram scene, That's just the voiceover. Yeah. Over. yeah. Mm. And, yeah, I thought we were going to have the voiceover right through the movie and it just gone. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's not as jarring as Howling 3's random reference to the
2: cameras in it. It's, you can... I will say, though, it is... They didn't bookend it, book exactly, though,
0: did they? No. Yeah, sorry, yeah.
2: It is quite a good way of, I mean, they're pretty exploitative, but quite a good way of portraying intrusive thoughts on film. Mm. To to do the, play out the scene and then play out the reality of the scene instead. And his reaction sort of being a bit sort of, I wish I hadn't thought that, but I did. Yeah, I was trying to remember, It, it struck a chord with me.
0: And I'm I'm sure it's been used more times than I can think of, but I can't think of any at the moment. Where you see a sequence occur, thinking it's reality, and then you cut back to the character that you're seeing it from the point of view from, and it hasn't happened. And I believe there's a sequence like that in Fight Club. But as a narrative tool, it's kind of awesome. You just play it out as if it was real, and then you you sort of. It must have been used hundreds and hundreds of times, but I I just couldn't think of any other really overt
2: examples of it. Well, I think to people of our generation, it's from the the Body episode of Buffy. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, don't. Just
2: don't. (laughs)
1: you Curse you,
2: up.
0: We've played out the Wikipedia super summary, but basically you've got your three... I mean, it's almost like the classic call to, you know, the hero's call. So you have the reluctant hero who... And this is where Alan Hopgood apparently actually got the concept from. So he was in the UK and he was talking to a psychiatrist, which he was very clear to point out was not his psychiatrist, who had just started to utilise sex therapists. What do they call them? Sex... Sex surrogates. Sex surrogates. I don't know that term. So the, the concept being that people who've got very specific forms of issues get recommended to somebody who... Expands them in a sexual direction, the, the clearest one being the <laughs> yeah, way it's sorry. done here. But, well, as a matter of fact, I happen to have a very good friend who's in the fetish scene in the ACT, and she has occasionally been referred people with uh, psychological issues to work through repressive stuff. So it's a thing.
1: No, no, um, I was yeah, laughing no, I at you. We're using the word
0: expand. Yes, no, I. Uh, I yes, we're, we're back to the 21st birthday. Yes. And yeah, since so Alan was apparently fascinated by that. And he then had the concept of, well, what if there's a guy who has this sexual magnetism, Mm. goes to a therapist and says help me deal with this and the therapist then turns around and says actually what you've got is a superpower Mm. let's use it for good and it's apparently the real sticking point between alan hopgood and tim burstall who directed it and the rest of the people involved with the movie was in alan's playthrough i kind of get the impression that the therapist is a bit of a hero whereas obviously Uh by the time we get the movie we get it turns out that the therapist is the villain and indeed not a therapist at all
1: yes but it it's slightly confusing because we do have two therapists, and one of them is the oh, board Yes, sorry, yeah, sorry. And the, the, the other the male is the and woman. woman.
0: Yes, and we definitely get the impression that the female therapist is working for the male therapist. So, Dr. Liz Sort, who's played by Penny Hackworth Jones, is the for Yeah, working I didn't get Dr. that they had an
1: Bernie. equal relationship.
0: No, he's
2: to me at least, he seems
0: to be the boss.
1: I thought so.
2: Yeah, if not her boss in a senior position to her, depending on how widespread this psychiatric practice is. It's got a really good view out of the 1970s window,
0: yeah. (laughs) And indeed,
2: he kind of creeps
0: on her at one point as well, because, yeah, sex romp.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the way he ends up playing it with Albert is less psychiatric sex surrogate as I send horny people to you and I line my pockets.
0: Yeah. And then as we learn right towards the end of the film is he's also got a side hustle in pornographic movies as well.
2: Yeah. Remote
1: control cameras in 1973 <laughs> operated from the next room. What's the possibilities on that?
0: And especially ones that are small enough to be able to do the full pan tilts yeah. and follow of the yaks without being seen. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't but, believe they had micro drone cameras. In yeah, there. <laughs> remote control cameras. Okay,
1: that's actually not that different. But one that you could yeah. fit in a wall
2: inconspicuously. In a wall, and which can apparently get nice up and good angles, and yeah, especially if they're supposedly in a place where the people in the room can't see them. Yeah, mm. that's the key thing. Mm-hmm. If they're hidden in the wall, there's only so so they can see no matter how remote controlled they are. (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
0: (laughs) Yes. And there's not that many mirrors around because obviously the other thing is that you can't film with mirrors back then because you just get massive booms in in shot Uh, and all that kind of stuff. There's some pretty hefty blocking you need to do. You can't just clean it in post. Certainly not on the budget of this film, which we can mention now or come
1: back to. Booms, painted, green screen, yep. Like now. That's a really good.
0: Okay, I was about to say something really stupid, which is I've never seen a green boom, but of course wow. you wouldn't. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no. I, um... Don't forget. Oh my god. There oh, could have no. been a couple of million. In uh... camo. <laughs> Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, reckons that the MAGA March, the Million the MAGA, MAGA March, March that they like reckon there's about ten like, or 20,000 like people. like there's
1: just 10,000.
0: That's because a lot of the people who support Trump wear camouflage and he doesn't think camouflage might turn up on film. So, so maybe it, there were like four or five to, million. I well, thought it was oh, two to three, three, three million.
1: million. Maybe it was three to five million. Yeah, yeah, it was quite special.
0: So yeah, so what we have is Graham Blundell. He's struggling with the fact that he's massively attractive to women and he doesn't get anything out of it. And a mate of his, when he laments that he hasn't got a job, a mate of him says, you should start selling waterbeds.
1: So they've got a two-man team. He's the sales agent and Alvin goes house to house doing demos. Now, I... Which seems very impractical.
0: Yes, because I've owned a waterbed.
1: Yes, you did.
0: And I will say there are three things about waterbeds that make it impractical to sell door-to-door in full demonstration mode. One...
1: It's not even about water usage in the 1970s.
2: Oh, God, it's not about water usage.
0: Number one, it takes a long time to fill. You start from scratch, you've got a good hour and a half fill time.
2: Granted, they do bring this up. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Number two, once they're full, they need to be warm or they're not comfortable. Yes. You have to warm them. up. All waterbeds have got warming mechanisms and things, which then means you have to fill the water with chemicals because it's exactly the perfect bacteria set. Number three, when you need to empty them, that takes twice as long. Yes, because of it you does. simply have to open it up. And for the first period of time, they weigh a ton. You can't even yeah. move them. So you have to let them automatically pour out before you even get to the point where you I mean, physically
2: take them up. A
1: litre of water weighs a kilo. Yeah. How many litres of water does a waterbed fit? I don't know, but
2: many. Yeah, so. at first I thought he was installing rather than demoing. Yeah, it's yes, correct, same.
0: Yeah. And he ends up going from door to door and selling to mostly
1: attractive women. Well, that makes. Well, okay, it doesn't make. Sense as in the man mm-hmm. held most of the financial responsibility, mm. but women would be home during the day, oh, and yeah. husband wouldn't be.
0: Oh, yeah, and certainly in the early 70s.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And I initially but was. usually she like... allowed to make such a large financial decision?
2: Wow. Well, there used to be enough sitcom things about how the man would bring home the money and the wife would just take it from him, that I'm guessing... Oh,
1: God, so true. I'm guessing there's at
2: least some kind of stereotype or truth behind that stereotype to enable wives to make household purchases, which Mm. a bed would count as. Yeah. And the other thing is that... Because that's what we should have looked at (laughs) in But I do
0: remember thinking initially, it's like, oh, this is an interesting take. This is basically that I've come to clean the pool, but from the point of view of the pool cleaner. Well, i realised then it's not from a different point of view. It's just from a different pickup in the story. Because at the end of the day, your porn film is notionally from both and almost always from the point of view of the pool cleaner anyway. It's just that it starts when the pool cleaner comes to the door or whatever. I mean, I know it's a cliche. (laughs) It's actually not as common. But, yeah, the content of the guy, you know, the handyman or whatever and then the female throws it. It's actually pretty cliche, bog standard. It's not oh, as it's not as subversive as I kind of initially thought in my head because we're seeing it from the point of view. All we're doing is we're getting a bigger story. So yeah. Mm.
2: And we get some representation in that part. I'm okay. sorry, Daria. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, is that you? Who else would it be?
1: Christ! 46 minutes in and we hit transphobia, homophobia,
2: Yeah, gestant- phobia. Yeah. Yay. Predatory trans woman. Oh Ooh. my God. I just... Granted, there were plenty of predatory cis women here, so I...
1: oh my god this maybe it's just women are predatory Mm. if you have a penis or not you're still a woman but you're a predator (laughs) and i'm gonna say that
0: for a i don't know whether or not the the actor in question was trans because when i actually looked them up it was the only film they actually had on their imdb page (laughs) i thought a perfectly feminine looking but yeah this concept you you, (laughs) you wouldn't even bring it up until it's that time. Yes. It's
2: just, it's nonsense. Sorry. Mm, this is not, not for- my soapbox to climb on. <laughs> It unfortunately plays into a thing that's going around now, oh, yeah. 40-something years later, uh, that trans women are always trying to trick people into sleeping with them.
1: You're no. <laughs> a straight woman, just get them drunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't be taking me to change yourself all the time. No, is not. <laughs> And apparently that's enough to make him give up his waterbed selling career. Yes. To the consternation of whoever's writing the video box and summaries. Well, at least he didn't
0: burn in clothing.
1: I know. How many candles were in that room? That scared me. There was a I lot, lot of candles. I'm going to say there was
0: a lot of candles in there. I mean, he actually made a comment about that, the number of candles in that room.
1: <laughs> oh, is it your birthday? I am not that old. Yeah. I do actually yeah. remember... You it would have to be saying, a vampire for that to be your birthday. Yeah,
0: we should turn out the lights. And I remember thinking,
1: what fucking good that going
0: to do? <laughs> but yes, no, I... Yeah, that was cringy. There will always be those moments. And...
1: There will always be those moments?
0: No. No, I... I, Look, in this context, in this kind of movie, in this kind of era... I don't
1: know, are there transphobic shit in the next two?
2: Oh, I don't doubt it. Are there?
1: I can't
2: remember. The second one's the ones I've seen the least and I don't remember any from the third, but I haven't sat down and re-watched recently any of the first. Yeah. I know there is some delightfully homophobic stuff in number three. Mm. The
1: second one's quite campy, isn't it? I read the second one's quite campy.
2: Yeah, the second one actually has less of the sex farce thing. Yeah. Okay. Not none, because it's still Alvin Purple. Yeah. Mm. But the main story is less concerned with his sexual escapades than this one's. Oh, one okay.
1: Is. Yeah. So two things. I read something about a poster and then Alvin's Purple's head. I'm just like, oh, Purple Head, that's why he's called
0: Alvin. Well, apparently... Alan just dropped purple in. He swears he just came up with the name. So his wife's hairdresser. Look up was...
1: Purple head on, like, Urban Dictionary. What?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and some park the purple Pajero in the pink cul de sac or something. The
1: fuck, dude, but sure.
0: <laughs> oh, that was some <laughs> um, Tim Ferguson's line in the Doug Anthony All Stars. Was it? Yeah, parking the pink and purple Pajero family wagon in the Volvic cul-de-sac. Oh,
1: man. i am just I've cut that somewhere. That's <laughs> hilarious.
0: But Alan reckoned that I think his wife's hairdresser in the UK was named Mr. Alvin, and he decided purple was a funny name.
1: Maybe Mr. Alvin had and purple
0: hair. It was a hairdresser. Maybe. Because this is the other thing that's interesting, is that when it had its international release, for want of a better word, and apparently that did not do very well internationally. Oh, no, apparently he broke box art records in New Zealand, I think they were saying. But its release on the West End was not particularly huge. They
2: It did okay in the West End, it didn't do good in America.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And critics hated it here.
0: Because they called it the sex therapist. Yeah, well, critics might have hated it, but yep. And as we saw when we were looking at the trailer about Barry McKenzie, where they're interviewing the people coming out of, God, whichever cinema it was, going, oh, yeah, he's a bit of a laugh and everything, and all the women are there grinning on the arms of the boyfriends, and it's like, oh, I'm really glad you dragged me to that.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm distracted by something, and so I've got to bring it up. Yeah. You were talking about the water bed and feeling it and the temperature and shit? Yes. So we've got a scene where there's a little bit of play going on and Alvin's naked, dressed up. So this is the
0: famous image. So in the same way that... What's Dudley Moore's character that... Uh, the one in Arthur? Arthur. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> so in the same way, that kind of classic image of what Arthur looks like in his hat, Alvin purple, one of the sort of the main... Weird silhouetting images of of Alvin Purple is him in the top hat. So we have Alvin Purple basically naked except for a top hat and And spurs.
1: And obviously at some point these spurs dig into the waterbed, but they continue to frolic. So Mm -hmm. my question is, is that water freezing cold or just full of bugs?
0: Having owned a waterbed, (laughs) it would need to be one or the other, and I'm going to go with the former because it's just been filled if we work on the principle that
1: Oh, no, I mean IRL oh there's, there's water in a bed. What water would these two people be been in?
0: Hit us up, Graham Blundell. We didn't actually hear anything about it. <laughs> Was it cold water? Did they warm it for you?
1: Or did they just treat it like bleach the fuck out of it? You've got
0: to be careful. I know that when they use water in film, water is usually really cold in movies. Because and then you know, there's shrinkage kind of, and it's
1: sex scenes. It's, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs>
0: because i did want to point something out we've actually lauded certain films in the past for showing full frontal male nudity oh everyone Um,
1: says oh he's so brave
0: no 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 no. (laughs) i wasn't going to go down that road what Uh i wanted to point out was there is a natural aspect to the moments that we see graham blundell full frontal nothing and i'm going to say this to a certain extent as well I got white Mm. cis male, again, from the women. The actual nudity in context almost always worked for me. Yeah. That I never saw anything particularly. I never saw a
1: condom, but go
0: on. Oh, God, yeah, it was the 1970s. I never saw anything that specifically looked like they were trying to hide his junk, but at the same time we never got it in our face, as it were. Oh, dear. And vice versa, there was some pretty blatant nudity from the females, but not all of them and not all of the time. It just honestly seems to be camera angles. It really did feel to me at least like when they're filming this, director and camera people, okay, go for it, get naked, have fun, do this sequence, this is the sequence we want you to do, and then if you naturally happen to be in shot, you were in shot, and if you weren't in shot, you weren't in shot. And that's, I don't know, to me it didn't seem overly gratuitous for what it was. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I did catch a small section of it behind the scenes with the scene we were just talking about with the, oh, the writing yeah. And yeah, it just looked quite weird because they seemed to be in quite a small space. So they're all really close. And they've got these two, this actor and actress naked, and mm. everyone else is just. I know doing their job as normal, I just thought that just a bit of an oh, yes. working environment.
0: The thing I'm trying to get at is if you, say, look at something like Fast and Furious, they talk about the fact that the cars are their own characters, yeah. especially in the first couple, and that yeah. because of that, you have hero shots of the vehicles. You yeah. have hero shots of bits.
2: Because the
1: cars are family. Oh, they are.
0: And then you look at something like a, a full-on porn film, and to a certain extent, the actors themselves are secondary. The genitals, the boobs, the cock, and everything, they're the... yeah stars when you're treading this weird little middle ground of like kind of sex romp or whatever it's a fine line between we're here to see the actors do their thing or we're here to look at their bits yeah now tits are tits and especially in this era in this type of film the tits are going to be front and center from the point of view of making an appearance uh, Well, i say tits okay, what? Right. i'm sorry i'm trying to use the vernacular of the
2: time the breath it was, that
1: wasn't the issue
2: all right the point okay what i'm I think it was your existential approach to memory, Glenn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my point my point is that there will be... Br- the, the appearance of breasts in a film like this will be about the breast appearance. Will be will be about let's focus and get the framing right, right okay, and let's sure. see the boobs.
3: Uh-huh.
0: What I'm getting about with the sex scenes in particular and certainly the parts where there's nudity, it really struck me that they were going, this is about Graham Blundell being nude with... Penny Hack with Jones or with Jackie Weaver. Or, it didn't seem to me that any of the blocking and any of the camera setup would have been specifically about let's focus on genitals or the junk. Let's focus on the interaction between the people and the fact that they're naked is just part of the storyline. Do you, you know think what that's I
1: Because mean? it it's, it's a sex comedy rather than an actual porno. Eh? Well, I don't, I don't know because in Felicity
0: I got a different impression and I know that Felicity. was
1: a comedy. It was soft uh, porn. It was soft. But
2: I mean, I saw this as soft porn. I mean, this is. <laughs> surely this is soft porn. Well, it's, not, it's certainly not as...
1: No, I don't think it is. You, oh,
2: okay. I mean, I'm not saying no one will get off on it because people... People will off get off on anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Felicity was certainly more erotically focused mm. than this film was. This film was certainly about sex, but Felicity, a much more of the driving exercise was to trigger the audience's sensuality as well as mm. simply portray some sex stuff in the story. Mm. Yeah. And for the most part, while there was this story going on, it wasn't supposed to engage you in the same way the humour is supposed to engage you in Alvin Purple.
0: Mm. So this is not meant to titillate in that same way?
2: You Not in the same way. I'm not saying that was... St-
1: we don't see tongues... No, and that's actually
0: what, it, what I was sort of
1: getting to as well. I think that's the, a
0: line. A lot of the sex scenes, well, I mean, I don't know, and I don't know whether this is just because porn is now on tap and you find something very specific, none of the sex scenes seemed overly sexy to me, from the point of view of titillation and let's make this look really erotic
1: and really... Yeah, they didn't seem sexy to me either, you don't No. Really?
2: no and and I'm, I'm sort of saying before, certainly there's nudity and sex there and certainly mm. there's, if you want a copy view, there's more enough to go around, but I don't think it's the main point of it. Yeah. Right,
0: so then we should be viewing *Alvin Purple* as a method of telling a story where sex is the undertone, as opposed to "let's have fun and let's enjoy sex." Because it's actually this is going to sort of inform the way I
2: come down on this film, as it were.
1: <laughs> you What's that, didn't come down. I? You didn't say go down.
2: So <laughs> good. I think those two can work together. I just don't think the main point was to get you off to get you no wet and hard. No. Well, getting both sounds pretty unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends. It makes me think of concrete when it's wet and hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this movie is like respectable enough that you can, as a couple, go and see it and then go home and be a bit revved up, maybe. Yeah. I'd, but I'd... Except there is no, there's nothing... I'm not trying to say that Graham Blundell is an ugly guy. I'm not saying that at all. And, in fact, I
0: think we actually said he's one of the most attractive men in this film.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he's not even meant to be attractive. He's meant to be, like...
2: To borrow TV tropes. A what? A gonk. Someone who was not classically attractive and is notable as such.
1: Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, again, just as in most movies, there's probably not much for women to look at, but there's always
2: more to, for men to look at. And that is the he way this He grew up handsome. Have you seen him these days? Proper Silver Fox stuff going on. Oh, oh look, really? I,
0: yeah, and as I said, I think insofar as if you think about people like, say, Hugh Grant as well, of that kind of bumbling, innocently-type person, Graham Blundell, I think, even back then is up there. I mean, we did actually comment on the fact that while the women were attractive in the ways of what they were looking for. There was absolutely nothing wrong with Graham Blundell. Did yep. you think that he was unattractive in the slightest? I reckon he... And he wasn't
1: meant to have a giant cock. No. He was just an average guy. Okay, all right.
0: The... It's a thing that...
1: Yeah. Well, okay, and but it's... you can't... Sorry, you go. I was going to say... And a penis also... owner.
0: But this <laughs> is also... So... Well, this is something else as well. Uh, I don't know... <laughs> As a penis, sorry. Have you got a question? I'm curious. I'm, I don't know what you were actually going for there, because I was <laughs> going to talk about the esoteric nature of his attractiveness, the fact that the very nature of the when we were talking on the news reports that those women are all around. him. But his.
1: just because you see him naked doesn't mean you know what it's like. You know, it's between no. growers versus showers. Absolutely. Meats versus bloods.
0: Growers versus showers.
1: Meats versus bloods.
0: Meats versus blood. Okay, I get growers versus showers. It's the same thing. Meat? For, where did the meat? Mi- oh, because it's just the meat, meat versus once the blood's in there.
1: Okay. Who else is due for a cigarette? Pick me! <laughs> what is it?
3: Uh, it's a pin. If I happen to doze off, it just gives a short, sharp jab. It's nothing personal if I do it. It's just that I have this tendency to commit reverie. Commit reverie? Yeah, you know, go right off. Drift away. Up with the Nimbuses and Cumuluses and all the other little poofs of God. Oh, that's really beautiful. I've never been too good at keeping my mind on my work. And I work. I <sighs> suppose
1: if you are my therapist,
3: um, then... Don't get me wrong. It, it's just a matter of me helping myself by helping you, if, if you get what I mean.
2: Just letting out an intern. Nice. I love the intern. Does the coach the hour thing actually work? I've never tried. i have not Blake. Oh, I didn't even think it would be... I didn't
1: even yeah. think it as a blood... Well, was it's super. just the... Oh, because you're pointing at both of us. I just
0: thought it was a guy thing. Yeah. My understanding is that cold in general is meant to work in the ways that it sort of just retracts the blood. I am fortunate in that I've never been in a position where I have needed to take a cold shower. And more importantly, the practicality of being able to take a cold shower on the spur of the moment yeah, is that's not... A, with the best will in the world, if you've got the luxury of going somewhere... You could getting could a, a wake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was sort of going <coughs> to go Sorry, down that, you're going road. To phrase yeah. that prettier. I was going to suggest that you can do many things to sort it out. And I mean, the question also about whether having a wank actually helps too is that you already. I don't
2: know. You know. I just knew that cold shower was always the standby if you wanted to dehornify yourself. Yes.
0: Yeah. I. <sighs> Maybe I'm lucky, or maybe I'm unlucky. It's really for me in my life. It's always been if you just stop thinking about it for a little while. Yeah, mind you, I think if you could
2: stop thinking about it for a little while, we worried. wouldn't have a
0: storyline. Yeah, no, yeah. Is there also
1: something about tensing your thigh muscles? I have heard that. Yes,
0: apparently, if you tense other parts of your body, the blood goes away.
1: Well, actually, no. That was.
0: I think it's because the thigh muscle uses the most blood.
1: I think it's because it was in the TV show of the Rook. Ah. And I think it was in the book
0: I have heard the thigh muscle thing in the past from uh-huh. another, In another like, I can't remember where it was Maybe it was even, maybe Dr. Carl talked about it at one point ah. But yeah, the theory is is that if you concentrate and you tense in other areas The blood has to rush from somewhere else
1: the So p- would eating one of those
0: oh, crazy those mega hot, hot Doritos
1: chips. Uh, No, not Doritos, but the, yeah
0: The the, the spicy chips, yes. You
1: would be too distracted.
2: Yeah, that That (laughs) would certainly work in the taking your mind off the (laughs) thing.
1: And you couldn't kiss anybody either.
2: And you might have died. All of the above.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, I think it's one of...
0: I mean, again... I recognise it. Everybody. really
1: put on the spot. No, no, not at
0: all. Not at all. I'm happy to defend or not the male. I'll, I'll speak on behalf of the
2: entire well, cis male I generation. Even, I didn't even think it was a male thing. I just thought it was a horniness in general thing.
1: Yeah, he... I've never come across it so to speak as women in media. I always thought it was a male thing. Well,
0: I believe so. Hardened nipples are one of those areas, but I believe the general the general theory is that if a guy's turned on they can't hide it, whereas if a girl's turned on, technically speaking, you don't, you can't see it from outside if uh,
2: if, you, if you're uh, both uh, dressed. Oh. See, yeah. I didn't think it was about hiding it. I thought it was just about... Making it go away. Yeah, just make, curing your internal sensations of it. Well, oh, my, I don't want to be horny right now, regardless of whether I no, Maybe oh, no, just... Maybe it's just
1: because... You know, for so long, even now, some places, masturbation was just looked on as a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. So you're not meant to masturbate and get it out of your system. As it were. Yeah, exactly. Cold shower.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, my understanding has always been what you are doing is you're physically treating the problem of being turned on, because if you're turned on, you have an erection that is visible. Yeah, right. So... Uh, I think
1: it's just all come from sex shaming.
0: Oh yeah, and it's all kind of nonsense too. The fact of the matter is, I mean, I know that the being amusingly aroused in an inappropriate location is, you know, comedy gold apparently, or at least comedy fool's gold. But ferric chloride, if memory serves. Anyway. Anyway, I chloride. Th- I think is it ferric chloride? Isn't fool's, fool's gold? Fool's I gold I am pyrite. I'm pyrite. Ferric chloride. What the hell is ferric chloride? I may have just made up a chemical. Go you. Get on that. Say discovered. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pirates, you're right, yeah. Anyway, no, i would always taken it as physically curing the problem of being physically aroused. Mm. And I'm also... in you
1: know, a non-progressive society.
0: Hmm, I don't know how far, how far to go down this road.
1: Maybe we should talk about the film instead of your penis. Please. <laughs> that would
0: be good. Because it was going into trouser bowls. Because that's the other thing, and there
2: are these... <laughs>
1: I no, offered you an out, but you know, no, no, went right no, 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 back I'm, in. No, no, I'm going it's to, going
2: to, I'm going to it's, it's seeing when Brooks hearing this just snap her butt off. No, no, oh, no, yes. no, no, I'm going
0: to film because that's the other thing. Is the trouser bulge is another one of those kind of sight gag things that they can do, you know, and you get the jokey tent in the trousers that you see always, which has always struck me as weird because yeah, it's all about angles. Anyway, long story short,
1: so while he's acting as a quote unquote therapist. He's pouring them all pink champagne and then he disappears through pale pink <laughs> plastic vulvic curtains. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah.
0: I mean, okay, it wasn't Roger deakins level cinematography, but that was some Coen Brothers level delivery there. I actually thought that was really cool. And interestingly, Tim. Is it Tim Burstall or Alan Hopkins? Which of the cam came from the artist's. an artist family?
1: Alan, I think
0: Alan might be. There was a lot of reference to art in there. The, the art, oh yeah, artistic, it, was, it was fantastic. Which was amazing. Yeah. Some of the art pieces were great, and his preparation
2: room as well is spectacular. Yeah. So I thought I really when we first that. saw
1: the art, I thought he'd
2: been drugged. I thought we were doing a jump scene. <laughs> I loved his speakers in his little. Oh my god, how cool are they? In the set yeah. screen room, floating cubes, and we that basically was being, cool. he's being
0: given missions, Mission Impossible style, which I thought was really and cool.
1: Those champagne glasses were delightful. The champagne were glasses really were great. Nice.
0: That was another thing that I remember thinking. Yeah, no, that's yeah.
1: Cold showers.
0: Cold showers. Okay, oh, we're back there again, are we? No,
1: because he kept having them, and then Hang he on, got no a
0: touch of the fishy. Sorry, no.
1: And then he got a cold, and he went to the shrinks' office with a cold, and that just blew my tiny little COVID brain. Yeah, <laughs> that was so gross. He would do that. There's it, all the cold showers.
0: Somebody was talking about this literally just the other day, and I don't even know whether it was a conversation I was having with another person or a podcast. But the way we now have a, a visceral reaction to seeing people smoking inside, yeah, hugging is now becoming yeah. a weird not a trigger because that's used in a in a particular yeah, yeah, yeah. term. But it's a thing when it's you off-putting. see people Yeah, when you suddenly see strangers hugging or oh, strangers shades. hugging. Oh god no. No, exactly. No. That's the thing. And I'm you, just like,
1: like I can kinda of cope with Friends hugging, yes,
2: it's janked our mindset already, yeah, and we'll begin to register a, that. You want a big one? Go yeah. back and watch Batwoman and look how often people are touching each other's freaking faces.
1: <gasps> oh, god, really? No. Each other's faces, not even their own faces. Yes. Oh,
2: god, because
1: even now when I watch something, I, I just, I'm just like, no, stop touching your face.
0: Yeah, it's weird, it's so strange that, yeah, we have become. And, I mean, you know, that's the same in the real world. I am already now – I'm now very aware of my personal space, and as certain restrictions ease and people would get a bit closer to me in supermarket aisles and things, yeah, I'm you like – just
1: turn around and balk.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> but, yeah, it did. It was really strange, wasn't it? Yeah, the coughing. I remember you being kind of grossed out by, you know, coughing and sneezing, which, yeah. again, is another one of those ridiculous – I mean, that's
1: pretty normal, but then you just add the, you know, global pandemic. Mm,
0: yeah. Another one of those kind of classic sort of things, which is that if you get cold and wet, you will have a cold. It's so strange. It's just – it was just a thing.
1: I don't think it's entirely disproven, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Is it about lowering your immune
2: system? Yeah, because your point body's you fighting become... more to
1: keep you warm. Okay. Mm.
2: Mm. It also generally doesn't do you great if you're going through rapid temperature changes, which yes. if you're going in and yeah. out of cold showers all day, probably you are. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's a
0: Looney Tunes thing, isn't it? I mean, if if you have a cartoon character standing in the rain, maybe it's a They for will a have a cold mm. in the next sequence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Weird. But no, the art was amazing. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. The speakers look fantastic there. That that weird little mission control section that he had in front of the mirror was really cool. And yeah, brought up little images in my head of Holly Motors. It's an amazingly abstract modern film about a guy who fulfills contracts from the back of a limousine. And when I say contracts, not like killing. He does stuff. He appears...
1: Marital law, probate...
0: I don't know. It's really hard to explain, but in one sequence, he will make an appearance as a drunk hobo in a graveyard and wreck a photo shoot with Eva Longoria. But and what's in, this
1: called? What's the first word? How's it spelled? Holy Motors. H O so L Y. Because mm-hmm. I was um, be hearing people saying holy. With no. one L or holly
0: with two. The holly, yeah, as in like the Holy uh, And holly
1: without the W.
0: And in, English is
1: confusing. Yeah,
0: and in the next sequence he'll be a mocap actor. And in the next sequence he plays an accordion. That's that's fascinating.
1: In a, it's fascinating. I'm writing this
0: down. really fascinating. And in between he's struggling with the fact that he's having a bit of difficulty with his estranged family or something. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost like somebody has said, let's make a movie where you've got a contract killer, only every contract they're filling is not killing. It's... Some of the readers. Anyway, sorry. So, no, when Alvin's in that space of being delivered another woman another woman and he has to put on these personas each time and the therapist, who we we know as inverted commas is not a therapist, is describing what each of these women is about. So I've got a question. Uh Uh-huh. I wasn't sure how uncomfortable the notional concept of being forced upon the woman those sequences were from the point of view of Alvin taking on the roles in question, like the cave person or the That's
1: the really tricky one.
0: Yeah. Because she
1: was she the ex nun or is that a different woman?
0: She was a missionary.
1: That's the one.
0: And she had And later
1: The fake doctor said, I did paint rather a black picture of you. (laughs) She was supposedly there to convert you. Yeah. So he just raped that woman.
0: Yeah, and that's really interesting Mm. because that's one of these ones that when you're writing the film in chronological order, and you trust the therapist is being a therapist at this point, because in, the impression we're getting is that all of the, the women are getting... Bait. Purple
1: treatment. Getting I the, think that's what they call it, Oh, they
0: Oh, had the purple treatment. Yeah, that uh, that that's, Bowen that's, therapy? that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had Bowen therapy, despite the name. I go as far as man goes.
2: The Bowen technique is an alternative type of physical manipulation named after Australian Thomas Ambrose Bowen. There is no clear evidence that the technique is used for medical intervention, similar to the... Purple treatment, really. <laughs> so physical manipulation. Well, I so guess
1: I'm so clearly thinking of something completely different.
0: It's actually chiropractic. So, yeah, it's nonsense.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've just lost all the people into chiropractic.
1: Okay, yeah. considering how many chiropractors there are and how many people listen to our podcast, and we lost no
0: one. So, yeah, but in the context of the film when you're watching chronologically, we believe at this point in time that Alvin is doing good, that a qualified therapist who admittedly has been a bit creepy to his co-worker but in general we believe is doing the right thing.
1: Also, I don't think he was wholly creepy to her. I didn't get the impression that he's ongoing creepy to her because he did one thing and she called him out. Yeah, which so I, I really don't. Yeah, no, that was kind
0: of pr- cool. Kind of progressive, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, I think he's... More of a clueless dick than a predator.
0: Yeah,
2: me too. Darius yeah, looking same. at me funny. Oh, no, you... You
0: did get yeah. the same, yeah.
2: Which was a, another really cool way of not... Especially once you feel, view through few it's 1973.
1: Because. Exactly. Yeah, and, and sure. uh, he, he seemed to absolutely value her thoughts and opinions. Mm. He said, no, you can't palm him off to me just because he's a man. Mm. And, you know...
0: Yeah, and it was interesting because his response to her saying please don't touch me was explanation of why it was unnatural that she should be that way, but at the same time he physically moved back behind the desk, stepped away from her. So, Mm. again, if we're going to be a little apologist and give it 1970s cred... Quite a progressive way of doing it as opposed to doing the other way, which would have been no and move in and start massaging the yeah, shoulders yeah, yeah. and say you just need to get used to it and have her kind of relax. I thought that was. Again, I mean, I know that this is not the film for it. More We're progressive not progressive than our current
1: Prime Minister. Okay, thank yeah. you.
0: Um, and I know this is not the film for it. It's not necessarily the intent, but I'm going to say Dr. Liz seemed to be a relatively progressive type female person until she then becomes the main villain of the piece. So. I don't know. What do you mean to take from that?
2: Oh yeah, until she spends becomes the a day with Al- lover. Spends a day with Alvin, and they like go target shooting. Why does that woman have targets painted on her boobs? I have seen shirts like that. I don't mm. know why they exist. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it surely anyway. seems. I mean, granted, I suppose technically victim blaming, but it does seem literally putting a target on yourself is asking for trouble. Mm. Yeah, and, well, <laughs> when you're, especially when you're at the archery range. Yes. But, yeah, then she spends the day with Alvin and he decides not to sleep with her and she oh yeah, that's throws the like, wobbly. Yeah. So this
1: movie is, like, 93 minutes long, 90-something minutes.
2: Mm.
1: So after she throws a wobbly because Alvin's saying, I'm cured. Yeah. That's 39 minutes in. Jesus. There's a fuckload of filler at the end yeah. of this movie.
0: Which we'll get to with the court scene and uh, so on. Yeah. Oh, God, the skydiving. Fuck, I forgot about that. Shit. Sorry, yes, there were some points when it began to start hitting the same notes as Stork with the going out into the wilderness and trying to get away from it all and being pursued. I blessedly
1: missed that one and the beautiful Ali stepped in for me to do Stork, so I didn't have to watch it. Oh no, that's right,
0: you never did, no.
1: I got to escape that one.
0: About two-thirds of the way through Stork, Stork ends up in the country with his group and he comes in on a party that's happening and breaks it up in anarchist fashion Mm. and then is getting pursued by everybody that was at the party and it struck very similar chords to me. It was when Alvin's out... Being pursued and then sort of jumps on a plane and goes skydiving oh, wow. in Melchior
1: or
2: something like this that.
1: This hits those beats. I, it's amazing oh, because this is so. It's from different
0: just points thrown yeah. together. The main
2: difference is when Stork does it, it's because despite her dresses, that like he's a gigantic tool. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Alvin is copying this because. Stunts were popular at the time. Yeah. And also the husbands and what have you of the women he's been sex therapising yeah, are getting. great w- word i getting <laughs> mad at him because, well... He's not a sex therapiser? Yep. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and as I've speculated elsewhere, I don't think... I don't think McBurney was... Actually using any kind of sex therapy thing, I think he was just sending a horny woman over to Alvin yep. to get laid. Yeah. And then and that,
1: film it and sell those movies on the blue market. Yeah. Mm. And that then
0: completely changes the... Because t- the now Alvin's a victim. Now, and and my, And he
1: didn't even enjoy sex to begin not, with. And now he's being actively exploited.
0: And also, as are all the women, I mean, quite aside from the fact that obviously they're unwitting porn stars, but any kind of suggestion that you might be having a crack at investigating what it is to have a particular sexual fetish or proclivity Mm. and to then enact that. You know, there's kind of people who go to these areas where you put spiders on your hand if you're an (laughs) arachnophobe. I'm not even
1: arachnophobe, but I just freak the fuck out of that concept.
0: Or go to those fear of flying things where you end up actually going on a flight to try and get through it. Any and again this is one of those areas where it's like how how much were they thinking about what they were doing any potential lessons that you could argue the film is trying to give you during that sequence are then completely thrown out the window when it turns out that none of it came from any sort of
1: scientific background, scientific because background because even within the film yeah i mean
0: yeah. you know you could argue whether or not the reality of the science is relevant but but, dr. Mm.
1: McBurney is fraud. dr
0: mcburney is a fraud dr mcburney is a shyster Mm. Which
1: we only learn in the court scene, where lawyer is saying to Dr. Liz, do you think he'll be disbarred? Oh, no, not disbarred. Mm. That's lawyers. But
2: struck off, struck,
0: struck off. off. Because I've got news for you, he won't be. Because he was never struck on.
1: Yes. Um, and that it, was- and you're right. It wasn't equally weird delivery. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> was that
0: the prosecution or the defence? Was that the guy defending? I Alvin? don't know. I, I, I can't don't remember. know what
1: Alvin's actually charged with in this courtroom.
0: Alvin's charged with being a gigolo, and this is another thing. We might as well jump in the but court. Surely thing because- that's
1: not an, like. Gigolo is not in the legal code.
0: Surely. No, but this is the thing. So I am actually now going to. I'm going to
2: deep dive on the court. Deep courts then. dive away. I don't think they necessarily called Gigolo in the legal code, but I'm pretty sure sex for money, call it whatever you want. Prostitution. Yeah. Yeah, under any of its names was still a crime there and then. So. Oh, yeah. It still is
1: in a lot of places here and now.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I think that's at least part of what he's charged with. And also, they say it's.
1: Was he, it sounded more like he got, like, a stipend than a salary. It wasn't paid by case.
0: He was paid hourly or, so, I think no, or something. No, he wasn't. Oh, wasn't he? Oh, right.
1: Like, okay. if he had a busy week, he'd be paid Oh, more.
2: that's right. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we need to get the handsome lawyer on this, Devon. Legal legal. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. But also, <clears throat> oh, I forget the words they use, but it's encouraging people to commit adultery. Yes. Citation Which... or... Yeah. Also a crime in 1973. Yes.
1: Yeah, but apparently being sixteen and fucking someone twenty eight wasn't a crime.
2: Well, no. well, no one told the police. No. So I don't think. Well,
1: do you think it was a crime? Mm. I was told it wasn't, but I didn't do any independent research.
2: Oh, age of consent at the time was sixteen. Oh, well, that's fine then. It was certainly incredibly icky, but I don't think it was an actual mm. breach of legal code.
1: Yeah,
0: and they didn't have that bracket point back then, did they? Which was that your age of consent could be within a window up to a certain age, and then you were yeah, an adult. I have to double. I think. Okay.
2: But I do know that in some places, age of consent is just once you're over. Hidden age. Yeah, go at
1: it. I don't know because I just remember my youth growing up in ACT and it used to be you could be 15 if the other person is within two years or mm. something, sort of but mm. I don't know if that was just what people said what I mean or was bracket. actually true. I, I yeah,
0: believe right. there is that bracket. I believe there's a mm. a particular age bracket where within that, the theory being that certain younger people will experiment, that if you are creating a healthy society, experimentation is a particular aspect of growing up it's what's made mobile phone sharing of yourself very risky not from a legal point of view it's very risky because technically speaking the minute you send something yeah, if you're if, underage, if i'm a uh, 14
1: are, year old sending out a nude i yes. am distributing child
0: porn. you would yes it's, and and yeah it's that's in no up. way
1: completely and, messed up no right. one of the yeah. many ways anyway. that the
0: legal system is not staying abreast of technology
2: abreast oh god uh.
0: <laughs> Jesus, you're right. We have swapped roles this time.
2: Yeah, but obviously there is a significant. So incest. It's a sort of relationship where you should not be having sex, which is the 16 year old student and their headmaster's teen- partner. Mm. Yeah, mm. who also does not look 28. Everyone looks older than they say they are in this movie. Uh, uh, yes, right.
0: yes,
1: they look much closer in age.
2: They do,
0: yes, and as yeah, it's kind of. Mm. But here's my take on the court scene. And it came from the fact that I realised that, again, Stork has a court scene. The Mm. film basically, Stork kind of ends with a court scene similar to this. Uh Stork is held accountable for all the stuff that he does and the determination is made as to whether or not Stork is a particularly reprehensible character. Yeah. And I was watching this going, my God, this court scene is hitting similar beats.
1: Did we already say that Hexagon Productions was formed in the wake of the success of Stork? Hexagon Productions made this movie?
0: I don't think we did. We didn't didn't find that out. So the makers of this film, yes. And this is interesting because they've decided to do it again. And initially I was looking at this and I'm going, they're being very apologist for themselves. They already think, you know, they have a wonderful time and then they feel the need to defend themselves. Well, actually, um, Barry McKenzie had a court scene too, didn't it?
1: I've got a theory about this court scene though. Okay. Because it's too long. It's boring. Right. They bring out the projectors so they can show the blue movies, and there we go. We've got TNA in the courtroom.
0: That actually fits That's in. it. Nope. No. I'm going to go deeper than that. Dive deeper. Alvin is this film.
1: Alvin is this film.
0: Alvin, who is on trial, is this film being, being on, on trial?
2: trial. Ah.
0: Because what they are here to do is have sexy fun. It's the very early part of the R rating. This is the yeah. sort of stuff they say they want to make. They're going to have sexy fun. They know there'll be pushback. Sexy they fun know or it will funny be... sex? Column A, column B. We've already <laughs> decided the funny sex is the realm of this film. <laughs> And they, in a kind of a preemptive attempt to justify the fact that at the end of the day, it's just harmless fun and this is what you've now let us do.
1: Except it's not, because we're talking about serious sexual assault.
0: And this is the thing, and that's the problem, and it comes out in the court case. This is where I think they misstepped a bit. Yeah. And and I will, because we'll never know, unless Alan personally tells us this is what he was going to do.
1: Yo, Alan, hit us up. Alan Tweet was us.
0: upset that Dr McBurney was a villain. And, it, and the villainous of Dr. McBurney completely, as we've decided, completely turns it on its head. I suspect that in Alan's screenplay, Dr. McBurney is a legitimate therapist uh-huh, uh-huh. and what he is doing is doing good. And for whatever reason, they've decided to make him the baddie, make him a weird little kind of a, a creepy character. And as we've discussed, that completely changes all of the main part of the film. Yeah. But at the end, and they do because they find Alvin not guilty I think they're trying to say, look, this is what we'll get from this bar rating. We have this tool to play with now. Ooh. We're going to have some sexy fun. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's all about a romp. It's all about fun, and you've got to enjoy yourself. And don't get too hard. Don't get too upset about it. Don't get upset about it. Don't be a prude. Don't be upset if it's not for you. The Liz sorts not getting Alvin's kind sort of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just let us enjoy ourselves. And there's no harm to be had. And at the very end... No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. And the judge finds it. The judge is shown as, well, let's see some more of these movies and where does one get with them? And I think that that We, we little... didn't actually just
1: mention that the courtroom projector is John D. John LeMond. D. Lamond,
0: who, if you have by now, if you're listening to you've this podcast... To any of
1: us, that bloke. Yes, yes that And bloke. if you've
0: seen Dosploitation, doco, not quite Hollywood, John D. Lamond is the one who decided to be filmed in a strip joint because... Why the fuck would you yeah. in that context? And I genuinely think and this is again, this is a probably a way deeper dive than was intended in the movie, but it's certainly something I took out of it. Because I thought about the fact that three movies that we've seen now, two in your case, because you haven't Stork, seen store yeah. have a court scene where they basically put themselves on trial to a certain extent. And I think even Plug had a court scene too. Plug didn't had it? a
2: court scene. It was
0: I but I mean like everything else with Plug, it was But
1: garbage. they were meant to be cops and detectives and mm. shit.
0: And another film that I got recently, which out of the UK, which was Preaching to the Perverted, <laughs> which was an exploration. It's a great film. It's an exploration yeah. of the kink fetish scene in the late 80s, early 90s in the UK. In the UK? And it, it's an undercover investigation, and it will oh, eventually go to a, an indecency trial. And that's the thing. It's indecency trials. It's
1: Is this the one of the gangbangs? Different movie. Never mind.
0: Well, I mean, maybe. There's a lot of... of it, it's, I think I'm thinking it's, something real different. It's... No, I, it's I don't just mean... just what I just said. There's whole sequences in underground sex clubs, so it's completely possible, but I don't know in the context of what you're saying, so I'll go maybe.
1: What's your one called? Preaching, Preaching
0: to the Perverted. I've actually got it. I downloaded it.
1: Oh, you mean uh, entirely legally off... Uh, no, I actually bought it.
0: I bought also it... so
1: video on demand.
0: No, no, I bought the digital copy from their website. Good on you. And it's another one of these movies about obscenity and about people who don't get a particular sexual culture. Yeah. Deciding that it's wrong and evil and terrible and so let's go court. And I honestly think that clearer than in any of the other films, this court is about defending the film itself.
1: Preempting the Because we've got Judge asking if there's any more porn to watch. Yeah.
0: And in so doing, suggesting that even if. He's meta asking for his sequel. <laughs> hey, love that. Hey, look, the law wanted us to punch out a second one, as it were.
2: But, but yeah, I zapped
1: the law and the law <laughs> won. <it. laughs>
0: and I wouldn't be surprised if in Alan Hopgood's original screenplay, the court sequence was still there, yeah. pretty much as it was. Because I would not be surprised if they felt that they needed to preemptively justify themselves. And okay. so I'm going We're to find s-
1: that very interesting.
0: I think Alvin represents the movie itself and that they put their own movie on trial, and gave themselves a pass on It's Some Harmless Sexy Fun.
2: Definitely shows the era that not brought up at all in the legal proceedings is any of the sexual assault we've mentioned. No. Yeah, Because, I mean, basically 20th century films, any idea of sexual assault was overt and absolute monster people.
0: Mm, yeah. Mm. But there's that whole subculture, I mean, you know, Back to the Future, one of my all-time favourite films, you can't get past the fact that Biff in the first movie Isn't... is an attempted rapist. Yeah, mm. and he becomes this bloody cucked car cleaner in the end of the film.
2: Mm. And mm. in this one, oh, the missionary who had rape fantasies and wants you to pretend to well wants you to pretend to be black people and rape her. Oh mm. yeah.
1: Oh god. Yes. Oh thank god the, they didn't the do blackface. White people didn't even. Talk about the racism until now. Yeah, no, oh, they didn't. But they didn't he was wearing some kind of animal.
0: He was, but holy shit, that's. Oh my god, I but don't. But he was.
1: Alvin Pepper was only told that she wanted to be raped, and she didn't. She was there to convert him. He raped her for real.
2: Yeah, even if know, he didn't, in the film. Even if he didn't know, he did. But when he finds out later, he doesn't go. Oh my goodness, what have I done? No, what is they, this?
1: they both sort of laugh. Yeah, and that's
2: where
0: I think. It does misstep. If
1: you oh, take it very it, much does there. Yeah.
0: If, if you take it, well, as we said, I mean, the making of this supposedly experienced person. I
1: mean, I but really the bago, this whole film, is something we barely see.
0: Yeah. It's a bit like Dr. a Far Cry Baby. movie. A like game, a. Far Cry game. Far Cry games are terrible for that. They introduce the villain at the start, they introduce the villain at the end, and in between you see nothing. Anyway, <laughs> but, yeah, and I guess that's one of those things. It's
2: They try to turn Dr. Salt into a villain, but it's kind of weird. She just decides, well, I don't get to sleep with Alvin, so I'm going to take him to court. Well,
1: it's yeah. kind of interesting. So she's rejected, then she goes, like, it's presented to us that she's rejected, and then she takes the legal route. She
2: becomes a bitch, basically, <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. the blackmail route so, in between. So, yeah, first yeah, exactly. crime, and then apparently
1: she's just... blackmailing him, so he has to sleep with her. So, yeah, so he, he's she's she's also raping a him. rapist. Yeah, yeah, it's not a lot of healthy. It's a very
0: this. rapey movie. In some, certain...
1: that's exploitation, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but through her actions, the truth is revealed about mm. the situation going on. She seems to get off scot-free. Mm. Oh Well, I guess we just actually, we don't know that. We just don't yeah. talk about her at all. She was never charged with anything, though she probably is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, after.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Al- but doesn't bring up the blackmail or the the rape, mm. which, granted by internal story standards, may not have been rape to these people. No, but It totally is.
1: I love that you're on trial and declared not guilty, and then you just run into the street, but then also you're closing But you've trial. got to
4: have a run through the street. In uh, summing up, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would like to point out that this trial has been one of the most um, enjoyable experiences in all of my 30 years on the bench. The accused and uh, all of those involved have uh, unashamedly and in a commendably honest manner exposed to the public gaze... All of those interesting, uh, not to mention fascinating ways, they uh, put in their time. Speaking as a judge, uh, I found it a welcome relief to the usual parade of wife-beaters, drunks, tax evaders, etc., whose antics I find of um, no entertainment value whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) However, there are charges to be answered, and um, serious charges at that. Was Purple, acting in his capacity as higher stud, a therapist somewhat ahead of his time? Or was he merely pursuing the age-old trade of male prostitute or gigolo? What's he to be charged with? Incitement to commit adultery? False pretenses? Running a common bawdy house? And who is to be charged? On Dr. Sort's evidence, Purple was merely acting as an agent for McBurney, who, uh, as we all know, is not here today to face the court. You are failing in your duty if you do not instruct the jury to bring down a verdict of guilty. Indeed, madam, kindly be seated. Uh, Now then, we come to the matter of the uh, manufacture of these blue films. If, as I believe to be the case, Mr. Purple was starring in these productions um, without his own knowledge, then how can he properly be charged as an accessory? <laughs> Once again, it's unfortunate that McBurney is not here in court today.
3: You can't turn this man loose on society. He has preyed upon and exploited the affections of women all
1: his life.
4: Do calm yourself, madam. Be seated.
1: He's a menace. Can't you see? He must be put away. I... <laughs>
4: These, then, ladies and gentlemen of the jury are the facts you must remember when you go to consider your verdict. Is the accused guilty of the crimes with which he has been charged, or is he guilty of merely being used by the man who committed the crimes?
2: So... We were talking about the sales pitching. Yeah,
0: yes, and it turns out, as is often the case, that I went away with a completely different take on the sequence than, in this case, both Daria and November. So what we have, we were talking before, is we have a series of montages. So we have Spike, who is the mustachioed friend of Alvin, doing a, a spiel in a, in a shopping mall. Yeah. Talking through... It's one of those demo things you sometimes see...
1: That's the intern falling off a fucking table because bad at cat. Terribly uh, sorry. Yes, yes. It was, the okay, gr- it was the
0: ground's fault. That's why we should oh, look at the, the ground for a while. She stood on a
2: book and it slid out from under her. Uh, oh, what fuck the you,
0: gravity. Oh, yeah, we totally relate. We totally meant to do that. Yeah. So we have a montage of basically this long sequence where he's spruking the mattress in a shopping mall. Yeah. People are around him. This is the point we were talking at the very start of the film with a terrible candle after that doesn't mm. look anything like what's coming out of the mouths of the audience. And in between you get a sequence of Alvin selling the beds by basically setting them up in various ladies houses and then having sexual encounters with the women and it it's about sealing the deal, about Yeah. I think even one or two of them even says, you know, I might decide not to buy your That's the first bed. one, isn't That's it? That's right.
1: the first yeah. woman who she's complaining about how long it's taking him to fill the waterbed up. He says it'll be just be another few minutes and she goes to changes into a negligee.
0: Yeah. Now, so my take from that, and it was one of those ones where I was joking about the time difference, because as we discussed before, to fill a bed, to get it set up, and then to empty a bed again is going to be out. So you, if you genuinely are going to demo a water bed in someone's home, you're basically going to do two demos a day if you're lucky.
1: So I'm picturing that he's got some, like, little truck with suction and water pumping So he can rapid, rapid fire. And, and they're just doing it through the window. Actually, No.
0: Because he actually tells the first woman that it's it's the the water water pressure. pressure in her apartment or her house. Yes. So, damn. Anyway. So I took it as a sort of a time-irrelevant montage competition between the two sellers, which was that Spike is in the mall failing. The reason yeah. that there's canned laughter is that people are joking because he looks so uncomfortable when he's trying to do it. He just doesn't seem to be moving any mattresses, and it, as it were, and that nobody's <laughs> really particularly interested and they're mocking him. Meanwhile, Alvin's well, doing an incredible...
1: I the canned laughter was just for the terrible, terrible innuendo.
4: Lull yourself. On a cushion of sensuality. You go right off, I tell you. It's <laughs> ideal for insomniacs, spinal sufferers, invalids, and a few other conditions of the human body I could mention. <laughs> Any questions, ladies?
0: Oh well that's probably true too. So yeah. Mm. And so in between that, Alvin's going door to door. And doing an amazingly good job because he's basically shagging his way to success. I almost had a old Glengarry Glen Ross vibe from the two of them competing almost for sales, and been right. doing amazingly as a bit of a joke on the fact that Spike was one who kind of led him into it. So that was my take. Was it that Whereas they were actually I operating absolutely in the no.
2: same? As their other mate said, they needed a two man team. Yeah. yeah. And I took it that Spike was actually engaging with the audience, yep. that as Dodge is the Candle afterwards, it was supposed to represent. The audience laughing with him, not Positive at vibe. him, oh. and getting in on it. He was being engaging enough to get some orders, some bookings, some however they're running it, and it off those orders that Alvin then goes and visits these houses where he installs the waterbed and has sex on them, which seals the deal. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it was anachronic order enough that Spike stuff is only taking place maybe over one or maybe two demo sessions. Yeah, that yeah. makes yeah. sense. Whereas Alvin's might be spaced out over days or even We're weeks. We're seeing
0: the result of his...
2: Yeah, which actually makes a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I got such a different take on that.
1: Spike it's redundant in this. Because if I you completely just agree had because- Alvin... Like they described it in the movie as a two man job, but they they just had Alvin one or two days a week doing the public spruking. Mm. Then you know we've learnt that every woman except the one he's in love with. Every other woman wants to sleep with Alvin. So if he just did the spooking one or two days a week, then he could spend the rest of the time installing and fucking and selling.
0: And that's, yeah, and I guess maybe... Or whoring.
1: Whoring isn't,
0: yeah, another word. <laughs> well, whoring. <laughs> as, I mean, and that's what Alvin... And that's actually, I suppose, the point. As soon as we establish who Alvin is and what his superpower stroke curse is, mm. any employer, for want of a better word in inverted commas, is basically whoring him out because they're using, they're taking advantage of him. Yeah. Which, yeah, Again, you could go a massive deep dive on that. The fact that it's the male character that's being—I
1: mean, imagine if he, like, an employer wouldn't hire him if that employer also happened to have a hot wife, because they would meet at some point, and of course, Alvin would. Well, actually, no. Do the men understand what's going on? No, yeah, they. Oh, you don't. Know, oh, hang
0: on. In what? Sorry, which men? In what context? Sorry,
1: the men in this movie. Do they understand that Alvin is irresistible to
2: women? Oh, we don't really get their input. <clears throat> Like, we get one man's input, McBurney, mm. and, and we the kind news, of get the Yeah, and Spikes is more of a, I don't know how you do it, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this- what about
1: Dad? Who gives the weird ass speech at the 21st? I think that's meant to
0: be that's
1: unintentional
0: to be innuendo, even though Roger and Spike and everybody else it are kind is. of just sort of, you know, looking yeah. at each other and, and going, yeah. hey. Yeah,
2: and McBurney's obviously got insight because Alvin's told him in so mm. many words. So,
1: so I'm guessing this is just men can't understand why Alvin is yeah. so attractive to women. Yeah. And, and actually, and Roger
0: eventually bursts out laughing at the end of the speech, doesn't yeah, he? he, he does. Like That's when you see he has all the feelings. The actor has his entire <laughs> mouth is black 1970s feelings. Oh, well. yeah, there's a, there's a
2: lot of feelings in these yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I was going to say, yeah, Spike's reaction is this point, Alva's more like, as I said before. Often in real life you'll have this friend who bears no classically attractive qualities, be they physical or behavioural, mm. mm. and yet are knee-deep in dick or pussy or both or whatever. Yes, yeah. the genitals of choice, as it were.
1: But the mm. people I know like that, it's because they're funny and charming and
2: outgoing and people. And in real head. life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but some but people in real not... life don't have that and it just mm. seems to keep happening. Oh, really? <laughs> So I think when Spike's like, I don't know how you'd do it, at this point it's still sort of a it's weird, but this really happens thing.
1: Or and is the I don't know how you do it, the I don't know how you keep up with doing it. That's what. I like t- another thing. Because
2: yeah. that's, yeah. that's what I, I took I from it. that.
0: I actually was going to say that with the exception of the husbands that are done as the joking car chase, let's go yeah. into the action sequence of this film, as opposed to the action sequence. Sorry. <laughs> none of the friends, none of them are any of the whole half your bloody luck, this is so unfair. They yeah. all genuinely seem to be, man, that's... Not necessarily but that, Elvis they're not understanding. unhappy. Yeah, and they get...
1: Uh, Whereas, I don't know if this is sort of explicit, but it seems like the men are in relationships, or some of the men are in relationships and that's working well for them, but Alvin's plight being uh, irresistible... Mm. Is a tra- well, yeah, not a trap, but uh, no, certainly more than inconvenient,
0: yeah, and it's a curse, it's played as a curse. And this
1: is, uh, and I, just, I mentioned before that I watched too much young adult fiction, but it's like that if a love curse or a sex curse were placed on Alvin, that would make sense now,
2: yeah, yeah. We're oh, just peeking ahead to the other two films I've seen, which I haven't watched properly again lately, but have seen enough of to gather this. In parts of the later films, it's almost like a supernatural thing, Mm. especially in the third one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been hearing stories about that. Yeah, Mm. looking, not looking forward to that third one. But because that was what I was going to say is, again, and without knowing where Alan was actually going with the original plot, given the fact that McBurney as a good guy actually harnesses the power of Alvin, because <laughs> Alvin's coming to him saying this is a curse and Bernie says you can use it for good. You could almost argue a, a Dumbo, Rudolph the red Nose Reindeer subplot to this. I'm going to need more information what's on that. What's taken as the curse, you know, the big ears that are terrible, all the bright red nose uh-huh. that sets him apart, at the end of the story arc becomes well, he's the be money, power hand over of good. You just wanted to use the handover over didn't you?
1: I only just thought of it,
2: and yes, I did. Good God. Good God. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, uh, it could have been if he'd been an actual sexual surrogate and not just being pimped out exa- for exactly. secret blue movies. Another yeah. one
1: of those things. And knowing that... I mean, the doctor said the women were being satisfied, but we don't know that. He's lied about everything else. Yeah.
2: Well, I get the impression just from the background and periphery stuff that... Some of them at least were being satisfied. By yeah. Them. Not people who were being tricked like the missionary, but no. some were definitely going and getting a bit of Alvin action and coming out satisfied. Yeah, they? especially the... Who was, which was the,
0: the, the actress with the... We're just leaving the, that? The German actor. No no, 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 That was actually sort of leading into that, which is the actress with the German coming accent. Coming out satisfied. Oh, coming out...
2: <laughs>
0: My God. I
2: thought she that said that on purpose. Did you say that on purpose? No, I didn't. Okay, uh. right. <laughs> Not everyone. we just ignore your tongue. We missed this one.
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got that accented, I think she's got a German accent that she's putting on, where she's like, no, I will call the police, I'll call the police, I'll call the police. Oh, and then yeah, she goes, yeah, please, yeah. please, please, which is.
4: What are you doing, Alvin? You're
1: unbuttoning my blouse, Alvin. I'll
3: have to call them, I'm quite serious. If this goes on, for one minute more I will call the police. Alan, you are undoing my skirt. You realize you could be charged for that? hands of my bra, Alvin. I'm warning you. I'm quite serious. I will call
2: the police.
0: You know, the idea is that it's all that no, 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 doesn't mean no, which is...
2: Yeah, and they've even got the don't take my shirt off woman is doing bad, bad acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like don't take... My, my shirt head. off so yeah the way of signaling to us that take my yeah that this is play acting even within the world of oh the i really like yeah.
1: skirt by the way yeah really <laughs> oh you nice.
2: did because it's like, it like a, a rappy skirt kind it of it was
1: really yeah cool. it looked like meters material
0: but yeah you know she said i'll call police i'll call mm. police and she does at the end she's saying please please as because police oh, please. did you not get okay that? no i didn't get that
1: until this exact moment
0: so the actual unwitting rape aside, because that's what the movie does with it, if we assume in context that the women are actually getting sexually satisfied, then...
1: Are there orgasms in this movie? No!
0: And that was actually something else. So why else are we
1: not... assuming anyone's getting satisfied? Well, this not is... that I am saying that the goal of sex is an orgasm. Yeah. But the... once he's fucked a chick, we don't see them again. No, and they're never brought in as evidence. No, they're none not. Of them are, none of them are brought in. The trial is literally what about. What is fucking Alvin Purple is really disappointing? We wouldn't know because we never hear from the women again except for the therapist and she's seeing him before she starts shacking. And him. And the
0: teacher who he was nearly going to get away from, and then after a series he of fumbling, 16
1: years old, I think she's going to give allowances for poor performance. Well, but no, she, she keeps
0: should... letting him Afer, back.
1: Effort. Yeah, she
2: keeps going back again.
1: And
0: Remember, again. the bike keeps changing.
1: No, it doesn't. Okay, so the bike keeps upgrading yeah. every time he rings the bell and goes to the garage, and the one time the bike is actually upgraded, that's when the door doesn't open. That's ah, a different style of
0: bike.
2: Okay, right. Yeah, but he's still going back more than once. Yeah, Yeah. until he's the husband d- finds out. It's obviously not such a terrible experience that she ditches him forever. Yeah.
1: Unless it's the whole like old will teach you thing, or mm. oh, what's the words I'm looking for? It's not like quite Florence Nightingale syndrome, but oh, the,
0: the bringing the boy into manhood.
1: Yeah, something yeah. like that. There's
0: one of the songs that that Doug Anthony Allstar sung on their album Blue was. I don't know. The... I'm
1: just thinking right now of Rocky Horror Show. Oh. Or make a man out of
0: you. Oh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. that context. And again, yeah, yeah. this is another one of those areas where society even today still struggles with the concept. Uh, a female well, so predator. So she's married to
1: a headmaster. How good could his shagging be, honestly? Headmaster um, at a private school. He's probably repressed.
0: <laughs> where society, even in this day and age, I'm not even... I'm uh, going to let... Uh, no, gonna touch let no touch of No fi- you, you can make that all... Massive one. But, yeah, where society even now really struggles with the fact that an older person preying on a younger person is bad, no matter what the genders. Where you still get, if it's a young boy being brought into sexual awakening Can by we a say young
1: man, because young boy sounds like he's five.
0: No, 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 no. That's my point. Young boy being brought oh. into sexual awakening by a female of an older age, as opposed to a young girl being preyed upon by an older male. It's still, even today, it's no. Like the
1: terminology this. is really bugging me there.
0: No, but that's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. Society still even now struggles with the fact that a child being preyed upon by an adult is a child being preyed upon by an adult. Uh And if you have a female teacher preying on a male, a young boy, there is always a portion of society that goes, oh, lucky kid getting shown the ropes by the really experienced, you know, he'd be lucky. Can I say, it was...
1: just suggest that portion of society generally blokes? Mostly, occasionally they're Miranda fucking Divine, but, you Oh, know. dear God. Yep. How did she get that surname? What and,
0: yeah, surname? and if it's a male on a female or, God forbid, Uh, same-sex. Yeah, that's really bad, but apparently a My only
1: issue with your argument was you said young boy and young girl versus young woman and young man. Because you say young boy, young girl, I'm picturing six years old. Young woman, young man, I'm picturing 15, 16 years old. That was my only complaint during that.
0: Yeah, okay, all right, cool, yeah. So my point is that they struggle with that. And that's kind of a subtext of the whole film, which is that it's okay if you're a boy. Yeah, as we know. A, a, A guy, a male.
1: Anyway! The movie. The movie. That we're the fun film. About. Yes. And not the pedophiles. So you know how I like when there is like a newspaper advertising in the background to check that out? So in this there's a newspaper called the National Times, which was apparently huge in the nineteen seventies. It was really
2: political. I vaguely remember the tail end of that one's existence. Really? Okay. Oh.
1: So when Alvin and Tina and a couple of Alvin's male friends are hanging out at the pool, once he's exhausted by all the sexing he's doing and male fraud therapist says, take a break. So it was such a confusing... It was like a personal sound. It was really confusing to
2: Hey, listen to this. Canberra Bearded Dragon, 31,
4: seeks musical, literary or linguistic dragonette beardless but sexy <laughs> how does that appeal you, dina i like the linguistic bit
3: <laughs> what about this one i am packed off with one night stand sounds like you alvin Shed off with shallowness quiet camp guy 25 would like to meet couple under 30 willing to deli discreetly during daytime status looks unimportant <laughs> any takers
2: what in earth would they do and it cost you a dollar to find out. Ah, yeah, the 1973 Craigslist.
1: Yes. <laughs> it Who was it? really weird because, yeah, a friend and I listened to it twice and I still don't know what went on in that.
0: Yeah. It's... Was that when they were all in the pool? or That's
1: it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And, and so one of them is sitting on oh, the diving yeah. board. Which just gave me terrible flashbacks of Last Man on Earth. Because, yeah, he's the last man on earth and he just goes into this really rich house, but he turns the pool into a toilet. He, in the diving board, cuts a circle out around it to become a loo. Yeah, It's really gross. But then he didn't think anyone else was alive. Yes. And other than that, it's really cringy and it's really fucking funny. (laughs) And there are DeLoreans.
2: Hey. It (laughs) it was something about camera,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. i listened to that twice. Did you, Daria? Did it say Canberra? I thought it said Canberra. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like the first word was Canberra.
0: Yeah, it was Canberra Canberra something or other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you, you probably heard the audio by now. Yeah, it was really weird. I don't know what that was meant to be. I don't know whether Canberra had the reputation of
2: porn back then. Well, it's, Tina didn't know what was going on either, and he says, don't you cost your dollar to find out. Yeah, that's true.
1: Canberra always, well, not always, but had a reputation for porn for a really, really long time. I think it's part of being a territory and not a state. I'm
0: part of having a whole bunch of politicians.
1: Yeah, that. So, yeah, I was going to say there is this concept of it's okay
0: if it's a guy. There is an Australian movie called The Book of Revelation, which is really good, which is about a, a guy who's captured by a cabal of... Female sexual predators who hold him hostage for a, a couple of weeks and basically use him as a sex slave. How
1: you know? can I Google the Book of Revelation? Oh, it's really easy.
0: You'd be fine. How bad can it be? <laughs> but it's got Deborah Malman in it, so Deborah Malman's a good anchor point to go searching for it. Yeah, and the serious exploration of being held prisoner as a guy being used sexually aggressively and then attempting to try and get a you know taken seriously while at the same time everybody around you was like you know half your bloody laugh yeah
1: you stuff. know and i'm just going to toss this shit out now because i know that Toxic masculine movie that's just all over that bitch, and
0: it's actually a very interesting, but yeah, I but It's not necessarily you. what they're going for with Alvin Purple again. I think it was less about trying to make a serious point. Well, I don't know, I can't speak on behalf of it, but it seemed to be less about serious point than more about this is an interesting spin on let's have some sexy fun times.
1: So I think by now we've talked about anything that could possibly be interesting with this film.
2: Uh, We did footnote that Dr. Salt is played by the mum from the Sultana Bran adverts. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) the long-running Sultana Bran adverts about the family who would be having breakfast or whatever and the teenage son was always like, I wouldn't get into healthy stuff, and they would be eating Sultana Bran and the other members of the family, mostly the mum, would be exchanging looks? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Uh, yes, classically trained veteran actor Penny Hackforth-Jones. Uh, Yay! Known to a generation as the Mum from Tana Brain <laughs> That was a quite oh, yeah, interesting G-O, G-O, discussion G-O. that
1: I had last night watching this film because Alvin Purple was allowed to sound like an Aussie, but none of the women were. They all had that received pronunciation BBC mm-hmm. shit going on.
0: I don't know how big a thing that was necessarily for this film because I remember that being a thing even up until things like... Yeah,
1: Bloke could... Sp- speak like an Aussie and the
2: women couldn't yeah okay. Tina didn't speak like November no Are fuck they... no <laughs> sorry
0: no I that's mean, true they're
2: all ha- ha- sorry Awea gets a pass because she's actually born in Britain yes right. that's yeah. fair but yeah I suppose you're right but I mean again was that the that blokes mean...
1: get to be ochre and the women
2: have to be classy Actually, that's
0: a really good point. I'd never really kind of thought about that before because it's not until, God, it's not even until people like... Because you need
1: to spend $13,000 studying linguistics. That degree's (laughs) come in handy. Yeah,
0: well. You remind me of the story that Adam Savage tells about going to see Sixth Sense with a a woman in industry who's a costume designer and basically has the entire movie spoiled in the first 10 minutes when she's sitting there and But I heard
1: that problem too, but it just didn't occur to me. So, I just thought they were being kind to someone who can't remember faces. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Why does Bruce Willis wear the same outfit the whole time?
0: Yeah. So, basically, Um, after about five minutes, she's like, he hasn't changed his outfit once yet. And instantly, Adam's like, oh! And realised, yeah.
1: And I just didn't get that was meant to be a twist at the end because of like, we know the movie's about a kid who talks to a ghost. This cunt just got shot. So that's, mm. that's it. Yeah.
2: I had it pre spoiled, so I don't know how it would have gone. <laughs> okay. There. But for me, it was like Angel and Buffy when it's suddenly revealed it's, he's a vampire and like, oh shit, I thought he was a vampire for the past seven episodes. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Callum. Um, yes. Did you first watch that movie with me? No. Oh, so you'd seen it before?
0: Or Six Hands? Yeah. Yeah, no. No, yeah, I had seen
1: it before. Yeah. Sorry, that was our first ever date. I invited Callum around to my place and I cooked. And I can't believe we got together after that. Couscous oh. with... Well done.
0: It was couscous and with... And you a... hate with a...
1: couscous and I didn't know. Yeah.
0: It was couscous with a jar of sweet and sour canton sauce.
1: Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's so fucking tragic.
0: No, 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 no. It was really cool. I, I, for some reason, it stuck in my brain. You <laughs> say your parents what? got together, mate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And can we just point out that That we are not birth kittens,
0: and also that we have now been happily not together for eighteen years. Eighteen years, and I am now deeply, madly in love with my new fiance,
1: who is a stunning goddess who people, not ironically, call Wonder Woman because she's she's amazing, amazing. Anyway,
2: when I refer to the Amazon, no one ever says, "Who are you talking about?" But, yeah,
1: so... Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, so we finish the court case and then we've got a car chase because action scenes were fashionable. He's trying to escape his...
2: The husband pers- of his clients. Yes, mm.
1: pursuing him in vehicles. And he pulls up outside a mini aerodrome that I do skydiving, and so seconds later, he's on his way in the plane to do his first ever skydive. Mm. Now, I just want to double Those check. Those scenes don't need to exist at all.
0: Not at all. And I will actually say that if you look up Reggio of the aircraft, it is still flying <laughs> now. this
1: shit we hang um, out.
0: What can I say? But did they
1: pull a point
0: break on this? Is that genuinely Graham Blundell who gets thrown out of the plane? Because...
1: Are you clever enough to know the answer
0: to that, Daria? uh, There is a single shot because obviously we're talking low budget, and so we're not at that point where you've got steady cams that can actually. Yeah, yeah. But I genuinely think that it seemed like Graham Blundell was in that position all the way up, and you see him definitely talking, and then it does appear like they throw him legitimately. Oh, because he's in
1: disguise, so he's got the long wig, and that explains the stunt driver. He's a hippie.
2: But we do see his face when he's diving, don't we? Yeah, yeah j- we or do. just that only D- sequence.
1: Diving, yes. Driving, it seems to be cut with a stunt yeah. driver, but not with a stunt yeah. Well, in, in, the,
2: in the BTS from the time, which I did watch all the way through, there is stuff showing the stunt driver, but also I guess it's Tim Burstall describing how they had to get the necessary well, dialogue for what it was. Hmm. On the way down, which only gives them a fairly quick window. Oh yeah, Yeah.
1: wouldn't it?
0: So the bit where he's he's pleading. And I
1: didn't is there So he he might have actually done that?
0: It That's seemed to pretty cool. Ma- I must admit, I didn't get a chance to watch this with any kind of director's commentary or a commentary track on the DVD that we watched.
1: And the DVD is probably
2: different to the Blu-ray. I wonder whether or not Graham Blundell did actually jump out of the plane. I don't think it's a commentary, but this was still making of them actually made in 1973, hmm. which oh was, yeah, yeah yeah, a BTS done by our favourite BTS. Maker. BTS
1: behind the scenes, not a
2: K-pop band. Uh, but in this case, it is also the other BTS because Brian Trenchard Smith directed this. Oh, yes, Amazing. of
1: course.
2: He directed yeah. the behind-the-scenes video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a couple of bits of royalty here. Tim Burstall's certainly not done oh, good, uh, yeah. small things either, so yes. And Brian Cash. How many levels of director inception does this go? Yeah, and Brian Cowden exception. I will point out, we or at least I've deep-dived on Alan Hopgood as what he was intending, and I know there was a bit of bad blood between the two of them, but let's not... You can't downplay what Tim Burstall managed to achieve with this because, you know, he raked in a significant amount of money with this film. So. And
1: I have shat over this film a bunch of times, but by the end we're... His would-be girlfriend is a nun and he's a gardener in the nunnery. I actually want to see the next one and see what happens next because I really like the ending. <laughs>
2: well,
1: is that lame? It's,
2: no. it's like he it really is God's gift to women. Yeah? Oh! <laughs> she didn't it. even plan that. Love it. <laughs> gift to God's women? I don't know. <laughs> Love it. Well, there we go. So Also, apparently, you just become a nun. Yeah, you, you Oh just, yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah
0: you decide I want to be a nun and so there be No you just chuck the
1: headgear on and you're good. You've uh, probably got a black dress lying about. Yeah. You don't you own dresses. I never see you in dresses.
2: You see me in skirts. Skirts, yeah. but not dresses. Oh, I don't have many dresses. I've got a few. Okay. Um, so yeah, anyway. I
0: think- The only other thing I was going to say, and I'm not going to deep dive on this one, but the other thing too, this concept of Alvin, let's get somebody who's not particularly sexy or good-looking because that way men won't find it particularly...
1: It's the Rob Jeremy thing.
0: That's exactly the name I was going to... Of course It was literally the name I was going to bring up. Because the point is we're still talking very early 70s where a male actor's performance ability was more important than the way they looked, coming back to the idea that a woman can be... It was a
1: pre-Viagra age for men.
0: A woman can be aroused or not aroused and it's not technically going to show a male has to be aroused to a certain point to perform. Mm. And, yeah, if your male porn stars at the time look like Ron Jeremy, is it really that subversive to have an everyman as your sexual magnet? Because
2: they also say in the modern interviews that they didn't want to put up, maybe it was the contemporary interviews, they say in some of the interviews Mm. that they didn't want to put up a traditionally good-looking stud as being attracted to women because that's boring
1: mm. or is that too challenging to men i think there was actually there was a, a bit of that
0: too yeah there was definitely a vibe that if the, he was an amazing handsome
1: not superstar attractive yeah like ron jeremy is not superstar attractive doesn't that enable men to put themselves in those mm. shoes but i guess you could
0: also argue that the point of the whole film is that it, it's an ineffable Attraction. Nobody understands where it comes from or what it's about. That's true. That's that's what this movie is. Yeah. All right. Cool. Nice.
1: But I still thought it was quite Ron Jeremy porn-like.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, that was a little thing I wrote down when I was watching the film. It's like "Eh,
1: I am not going to look up when Ron Jeremy started doing porn because I don't want to fucking know.
0: No. And also, yeah, like so
2: many other people, he's problematic now. Oh, flashback! I finally watched that Batman XXX parody, the one of Batman Sixty Six. Oh God! Yes. Yes.
1: Well done for making
2: it through that. Or oh, did on. you make it through that? I did. I dropped the one of the actual sex cut out. Oh, cool! Excellent! Just Fantastic! The, just the parody parts. Thank but you, Christian editors. I think this is the so we can put it on YouTube mm. and show people. Uh, same with Doctor Who. We can do stuff. But Are you telling me there's a version of
1: Doctor Who that's full of sex? Because tell me which Doctor or I want to watch the fuck out of that.
2: We've had this conversation a couple of times on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we yes, have, we, yeah, <laughs> that's right. But they do a parody of the climbing up the wall and encountering celebrity out the window thing, and the celebrity is Ron Jeremy. Love it,
0: <laughs> nice. But no, yeah, there is. There's a Doctor Who porn parody, and yeah, you've got all the yeah. porn cut out on the YouTube crack.
2: It does seem almost juvenile, even by porn standards, that he's called a sex lord instead of a time lord. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's just really lame. It, like, like my first thought is calling someone an edge lord. Yeah. So just it. how would it be called?
3: I love you, Alvin, but I could never marry you. Well, you must admit your history doesn't make you a very attractive marriage prospect. That's all in the past, Tina. Give us a chance. Do people really change, Alvin? It would take a lot to convince me.
0: So, yeah, it feels like we're mostly done. I don't know whether we actually mentioned the budget. $202,000, which includes...
1: Actually, no, we didn't mention this and it's quite interesting. Sorry, you
0: go and then I'll jump in. Okay. $202,000 in total Australian at the time of which part of that budget was indeed the marketing budget as well. So that's Full budget, which is unusual because normally when they talk budget, they're only talking what it costs to physically make And there was maybe.
1: a small portion of that, which was government money, which was repaid before they started screening.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the total rake-in was just shy of $5 million, $4.7 which was a huge
1: So deal. it knocked off the previous film that had made that much money, and we will cover this at some point. So that's... They're a weird mob, They're aren't a weird they? Mob? And that was the sixties. So oh. that's a that There's this movie, and it only got bumped off top dollar by Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee. Dundee.
2: So oh, like, yeah, that much later. So,
0: yeah, so, so yeah. So Alvin Purple held the yeah, record for a the huge, most that's a profitable huge Aussie film at a time. Yeah, for a significant portion of time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in this day and age, people watch it. It's got 5.7 stars on IMDb, currently 42% on Rotten Tomatoes because if you watch it with a 2020 sensibility, it's a bit shit.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, depending I mean, on what you want to take is, from I it is, and I tried to watch this twice, and I know I say this about everything, but I'm just like, oh, I was just there one day and like, okay, I'll chuck this on. And then I was in the sort of fantasy scene in the bus at the start. Like, yeah, just switching <laughs> that off. Well, and we've that another time, but by the end of it, I wanted to see more. I wanted to see what happened next, and oh. that's not happened before in these films. I don't that's think true.
0: you don't want to see plug two, oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it did actually bring up the concept. My eyes of...
1: rolled back in my head so far, I can see the upside down manga section.
0: <laughs> you have an upside down manga section,
1: but, no? But there's a manga section behind me in this room, ah, and my is. eyes are upside down.
2: That makes sense. That would be the Agnam section. Thank you Callum Alright. No he was watching colour television That's weird for 1973 God it would have been Wouldn't it Australia didn't get colour television Until 1974
1: They were watching colour TV
2: Where? The when? news When Alvin was watching Well fuck Alvin and Tina were watching The news thing about himself
1: Oh that didn't cross my mind That's amazing Yeah we didn't Have okay. colour TV then I love you Alvin But
3: I could never marry you Well, you must admit your history doesn't make you a very attractive marriage prospect. That's all in the past, Tina. Give us a chance. Do people really change, Alvin?
2: It
1: would take a lot to convince me.
2: We got colour TV in 75, I thought. Could well have been they rigged it up knowing colour television was on its way in Mm. and they just... Industry insider. Yeah, and it was probably fairly well known that it was on its way. I mean, Mm. other countries had had it for years by this point. Yeah. So they probably did that to date the film a little less.
1: Unless they post colorized it? I mean, that's really unlikely,
2: but... No, chances are they just used a color set that they had access to and just made it themselves, but... Wow!
0: Bill Bryson wrote about the fact that when he visited Australia, part of the place he went to didn't get color television until 1990-something, so... Oh, that was incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there was, I think, a couple of other things I noticed was that at least two or three of the cars were all Valiant's, which, uh, including the one where he disguised himself so that he looked like somebody else and then made a point of burning out of the driveway. Oh, so completely... that was when
1: he put on a wig so he looked like a long-haired yeah. hippie, but no one actually looked at him because he just ran out of the place yeah. and sped that car down the street. Yeah,
0: Canberra Bearded Dragon was the term. Canberra
1: Bearded Dragon.
0: Was the term that was used during the... ready.
1: you know ad. all things fetish. <laughs> no. Maybe not all things, but most things. a dragon, does that mean something to you?
2: No. Well, well, not even does, as
1: but... a 70s historian. Mm. No, I was
2: going to say, apparently I only know most things, Fetish, you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're only born in the late 70s. Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: Dr. Liz, Doc Alvin, in 56 minutes out of 132 minutes, and then maybe she should have stopped
2: within 10 minutes of maybe. that. <laughs> to ties into your he's not actually a very good thing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she was. Banging him like she wanted, and she was like, Oh, this ain't up to much. I'm just going to shop him instead.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: There's a moment when he's sort of doing his sort of walking along the streets at night, a la Midnight Cowboy sequence. Oh, yeah. And they see a film, uh, they see, see a uh, porn film poster for a movie called Bedroom Mazurka. Bedroom Miserica. Miserica.
1: Miserica. Yeah. Real film. it was influential in this. Yeah.
0: 1970, that movie was released. I've written down that there's a waterbed running gag, but I'm not too sure exactly what that is. Waterbed. Oh, no, noticing the fact that basically almost every bed you see is a waterbed, with the exception of the one at the start, including the one that's set up in the sex room. The sex therapy section is actually a waterbed as well. So, that, But he's
1: a waterbed salesperson. Yeah, so but that by that tracks. stage he's not. So, Well, yeah, I know, but yeah. you know, he's probably got a few lying around. So I think that's basically it. And I'm going to
0: say just one thing that really bugged me right at the very start. When the two feet, when we're below the bed and the feet are standing there, the position they're in is side by side looking at the bed. They're not face to face kissing. Really I don't weird. know why that bugged the hell out of me, but it's like.
1: There's a few weird feet position in, that, in the hmm. start of the sex scenes that are just demonstrated through the feet. It's
0: yeah. Like...
2: yeah. It's a bit like, oh, so that's your bed, huh? Yeah,
0: that's your... yeah, it's like they spend a period of time looking at the bed admiring Just, the bed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. So I think we're pretty much done. I think so. I'm happy to give it three top hats. Oh, you terrible person. You took my thing. You
1: can say three top hats. You can be in no. agreement. You don't have to only match saying stuff with me.
2: No, 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 no. no. All
0: right. You Okay. You're going to give it three top hats?
1: You can give it three spurs for the three-legged man.
0: I actually was thinking, yeah, I'm going to give it four spurs in context. Four? I'm going to give it. That's in, big. In context in the era that it was created, and admittedly with a certain level of insight into what may have been intended, which I know is probably not completely correct. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it four spurs.
1: And you know how I feel about scoring things, so I'm giving this a triangle out of a pineapple.
2: (laughs) But is it on a pizza?
1: If you want it to mm. be. Because I'm all about consent.
2: Not <laughs> much pizza in this movie, but then they didn't really have pizza delivery in Australia yet. Or True. much pizzas at all at that point. No. no.
0: I remember when pizza delivery became a thing. Oh, God, mm. me too.
1: Yeah. And then when we got apps on our phone where you could get pizza delivered. I think it was a Will Anderson joke. Oh, my God, you can get pizza delivered by your phone? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that yeah. was huge. Yes. But did you want to the movie at least? You did want to it a bit.
1: Oh, I absolutely did. And by the end I was I am still looking forward to seeing the next one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking to you all about it then. Sweet. And on that bombshell. Yeah, I've been Daria.
2: I'm unfortunately November.
0: And I'm still Callum.
2: And we'll see you in a month for Alvin Wright again. Mm. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to Callum, Daria and November on Podsploitation. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm forward podsploitation. Contact us via podsploitation at gmail.com or as podsploitation on Facebook or Twitter. If you want to support the show, donations can be made at paypal.me forward podsploitation. All clips are for review and commentary purposes and remain the copyrighted property of their holders. Theme from Alvin Purple by Brian Cadd. Podcast theme music creation time by Kilo Cuts. Find and purchase their work at www.musicbrowse.de That's M-U-S-I-K-B-R-A-U-S-E No waterbeds were harmed in the making of the podcast. Exploitation is a Moment of Mayhem production.
3: Can't you bastards talk about anything but sex?